Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We have returned to discuss Twin Peaks to return part 12. And uh, this was a pretty interesting episode. Uh, a lot of uh, new information, I think. A lot of piecing together of old information. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I know you're burning to share uh, a big thing that happened that you noticed. Um, with a, with, And I don't know if I know this. So um, <laughs> hit me. Yeah. A uh, lot of new faces, a uh, lot new of faces, old faces. New faces, new names, old faces, old names. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but among those names, uh, we and we found out some information, um, I think, if I'm interpreting this correctly, and of course it's a challenge, but if I'm interpreting this correctly, I am now officially no longer being skeptical I now believe that, in fact, the scene, the scene where Bing comes in and says, has anybody seen Billy, mm -hmm. uh, indeed is significant, and indeed refers to the farmer character. I think yeah. you were 100% correct. Yeah. I think that was confirmed by this episode, and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, so I did, I did catch that. Uh, I always you try did to catch, catch that. I always try to catch when I'm right about something, because it happens very I, frequently. I, I was, was kind of hoping you hadn't, so I could give you the pleasant surprise. Yeah, but, no, uh, I, I, I put that together, um, and you know, as you, as you were referencing, I was pretty staunch supporter of the idea that they would not have included very, that. Yeah. scene if it was completely worthless just like Being a complete insistence. yeah and and again it did make make sense if if um if billy was the farmer or sorry yeah billy i still yeah. forget who's who because of the whole confusion about the subtitle and everything billy's, um, billy's the farmer because billy's the farmer. anybody seen billy yeah, and we right. find out in this one billy's the one who's missing and billy's also missing. his truck got stolen yes. so all that stuff fits together pretty well. Now, mm -hmm. once we get into detail with what she says, it's still pretty confusing. Mm -hmm. But I think at the very least, it's safe to say that you were right about that scene. Nice. Well, I will take that victory because there will be <laughs> little else coming in that arena for the rest of the show, I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. And, you know, it's it's we were sort of talking about Game of Thrones before we started recording this podcast. And... Um, and it's tough when you, you know, to a degree, know a show and, you know, the sort of storytelling style and you're trying to figure out what happens. But, you know, there's always that danger in sort of like second guessing plot or like over overthinking sort of things. And, right. and you go, oh, I think it's going to be this thing. And then the double cross will happen. And it'll really be this yeah. thing. And then it'll, this is a red herring. And this is, yeah. you know, but it's like sometimes story plots are just straightforward you know and it's right, what you right. would just normally expect and so that's why yeah with the anybody seen billy scene it was like i my instinct is telling me this matters but there's also that idea that yeah it just it might not matter uh you know so it's like with these things you can you can you know almost always uh have supporting evidence or you know good theories on either side of of the idea um right. So, yeah, so it's interesting that uh, they made that clear. I guess the outstanding issue, really, in terms of that whole scene back in that part was why didn't they credit the farmer as Billy yes. instead of farmer? It's bizarre. It's bizarre <clears throat> because, like, 
I mean, we already, I mean, they, they implied at least that either something happened to him or, you know, like he, mm -hmm. they showed, they cut to his place and showed him not there. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of weird that, I mean, that was one of my arguments, you know, like mm -hmm. why I didn't think that was true, but you know, it's sort of like I would say, well, they did it not to spoil the audience, but like well, I was Richard Horn. Say, I mean, well, I was going to say maybe it's the inverse of the Richard Horn thing. Like they're like, well, if we credit this character as Billy, then it'll be clear who Billy is. And so let's not do that, <laughs> you know, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But it seems like that would be such a minor thing compared to mm -hmm. the Richard Horn thing. Like, okay, he's talking about he's talking about the farmer guy. That's fine. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Like that, his name's Billy. I mean, I, that, that seems like it's a weird decision to me. And I um, wonder if it's like, is it? Well, this doesn't really work because they credited Bing as being. Because I was gonna say, you know, maybe someone in the scene has to call them that name before they get credited that name. Mm -hmm. But. You know, I don't think that's Bing, true, though. Yeah, it's not true because being no one said being and like Sam, Sam, uh, whatever his name was. Uh, now, Sam, now it's escaping. The Sam me. and Tracy, Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Colby. Sam Colby. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone ever called him Sam or Colby. Yeah, they didn't. Tracy didn't ever call him Sam. I don't think so. I don't think yeah. she ever said his name. God, that feels like ten years ago. <laughs> I know. It, uh. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah, feels like a such a long time ago. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so there's no general uh, sort of framework here and how they're crediting people. As I can, you know, we've talked about it before. Some people get named just what their job title is. Some right. people get one word. Some people get two names. Yeah, a person last. You know, um, yeah, it's 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 all over the place. But okay, yeah. Well, like I said, I'm happy that that turned out. Right now, I am still a little bit uh, wanting some resolution on, uh, you know, the two scenes in the double R that they cut back and forth together over yeah, the. Yeah, now I'm standing by. I'm standing by my skepticism <clears throat> on that. That that but, it doesn't uh, matter that we see that it's a continuity error. Yeah. yeah, that that Bean comes in and says, "Anybody seen Billy?" Then he runs yeah. away, and then the next shot. He's having dinner inside the place and he gets up to go pay or he gets up to go to the yeah. front or something. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to stick with my instinct here. <laughs> go for it. Go. Hey, you know what? I mean, um, you know, you be right twice. But yeah, again, I'm, I'm you know, by, even though I was wrong the first time. <laughs> why learn a lesson? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think. I, um, yeah. I mean, the fact that they were playing that song Sleepwalk and then they overdubbed some creepy music. I, you know, I don't I can't imagine what that could mean that they that they have these two this person twice. Um, but um you know, there is something else I guess we could talk about generally, this idea that there's, you know, scenes taking place in other timelines, you know, that's been an idea for a while. Um, and, uh... Yeah, uh, speaking of overthinking things along mm -hmm. those lines, um, 
there there's a lot of uh there's a lot of hand wringing going on about the Audrey scene in general. Oh, let me just point out that an implication of the Audrey scene is that she's having an affair with Farmer, which if you came up with that, I think mm-hmm. I would I think I would have to just kill myself cuz like how the fuck would you ever come up with that? Oh man, no. There's no no one could come up with that. No one would have any reason to think Audrey was having an affair with Farmer who's in one scene and then disappeared like yeah i mean and that that would be her sort of entrance into the show is worrying about this guy like there's just anyone who guessed that doesn't get credit anyway because it's it was it wasn't reasonable (laughs) exactly exactly there's nothing to go on to connect that at all zero Mm -hmm. clues well and we do get back to the original theme one of the original themes of, of twin peaks which is just like the infidelity and like multiple lovers you know yeah. so she's married to this guy but she's seeing this other guy yeah. you know so they come they come straight away back to that uh but yeah you know welcome back audrey uh obviously oh, yeah. with this episode that was huge we've been waiting on her the whole series right um, oh that's what i was sorry that's what i was gonna say mm-hmm. it's just that uh there's a lot of hand rigging going on about that scene uh in terms of like people coming up with various explanations like She's still in a coma and it's all in her head. Uh, it's a it's a delusion and she's crazy. It's it's a dream. Oh, no. She's acting. Oh, and no. it's, oh, I, I've heard no. all these and everyone's like losing their mind. And for me, like the key thing that makes me believe that's not true and that it's just a scene in the real world, as real as any scene in Twin Peaks is, uh, is the Billy stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it all corroborates things that we saw independently mm-hmm. happen. So it's like it just doesn't add up to me, you know. I I don't I I I don't know exactly why everyone's so convinced. I don't know why people want want this the sort of storytelling to be more complex than it already is. Yeah, and I, the you know we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. This this sort of modern uh, pop culture sort of on demand consumerism theoryism sort of like. Mm-hmm conspiracy stuff like like that we can't just take the author's word for what is happening because sometimes they trick us which is true sometimes they do trick us but it's sort of a it's almost like some weird version of ptsd or something where like because we've been sort of tricked or led astray in other stories and tv shows that we always have to be on guard now uh, even if it's unreasonable to be on guard about what we're really seeing. So this whole idea, you know, before that, which I, which I, which I hope most people don't believe anymore, but that like the Dougie stuff in Las Vegas was in 2003 yeah. and then the right, other right, stuff right. is in 2015. There's dual timeline. Yeah. You know, I, I do blame Westworld for this uh, largely yeah. since it was the most recent thing that had this kind of dual timeline stuff. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know why people really want to just make things more. And the idea that like we're 12 parts in and then they're just going to give us a 10 minute dream sequence without ever establishing <laughs> the character being, yeah. be, what situation she's in, you know, with, people have talked about her before and didn't ever say, well, you know, that Audrey, yeah, she's still in that coma, you know, mm. like it, it would just be. And why is it a dream? Like, why? Why a dream? Why is she, you know, like, be, because of like, what's so weird that this necessitates it being a dream? What are people saying with that? 
yeah, I don't know what the main thing is. I know there's a lot of like, there's a lot of things. I, I think they just found the scene strange in general. But yeah, I guess like yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure. I know like they, they stranger kind of than Gordon, place. stranger than Gordon and Albert finding the sky portal. I mean, really? I know. Well, that's the thing. It's like. <laughs> Just because the scene is strange mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's happening in some kind of delusion or dream or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's called I mean. Twin Peaks, guys. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. It, it's, it's kind of baffling to me. Um, I, I get the sense that really. I mean, this is me like armchair psychoanalyzing or whatever. But that a lot of people were sort of. You know, because Audrey took a long time to appear, um, they had had, like, built up in their minds some kind of crazy storyline uh, or they had yes. higher expectations yeah. for what I, the character would be. Okay, okay. I can understand that because my big criticism of this scene was really her entrance into the show, which is that they just cut to her. Yeah. And there's no, you know, cinematographically, there's no... Cinematography? What did I say? Cinema, cinema Cinematography? <laughs> I think that's yeah. what you I think that's what I said. You I made said. it an adverb. <laughs> I was trying to. Uh, I think. Um, uh, that word-wise, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't revere the character as much as I thought they should have. They didn't sort of give her any sort of entrance that is worthy of her, of her stature in the, you know pantheon of characters for the show so i i was a little disappointed that they just like cut to her and she's just standing there and it's like you're just sort of jarred a bit by audrey just being there with no like you know no no pan across no you know nothing just a little something to be like okay here you know or her even entering the room you know what i mean just a little something to like put her return on the show on a, on a bit of a pedestal. So I guess I can understand that, you know, your armchair psychoanalyzing sort of idea that because, you know, people thought she was the billionaire. I thought she was the billionaire at a certain point, you know, and it's sort of this idea of like, okay, she's got a big important thing. So when we finally do see her and nothing that big is really going on, then you can't, you know, people can't let go of that, of that exactly. attaching her to this big idea. So they say, oh, okay, well, what else in this scene could be big that, you know, we don't know about? And it's like, oh, she's dreaming. Why? Because. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically just coming up with any way where, like, this scene didn't literally happen, you know? <laughs> Like that's that's kind of what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. and actually, I I you know thinking back, I feel like that's at least part you know I, I would guess like part of the motivation for the for the Las Vegas Dougie stuff too. Like it's like can we somehow make this like out of like out of the story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we separate this from everything somehow? Like yeah, um, you know like basically like i don't like this and i I want to get rid of it somehow but i I think that's a dangerous impulse though right because it it diverts you from trying to get at what the story is actually telling you um and instead of saying like okay well i don't necessarily like the dougie stuff but you know considering that the story seems to be it's integrated in the same timeline as everything else 
how can this make sense or how can this be good or lead to something interesting, you know, which is where I think we try to approach this stuff from instead of like parsing it out on the front end and saying, okay, let's separate it out so that we don't have to deal with it not being that interesting or, or it being too weird or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, I mean, to me, like getting, getting development on the Billy storyline slash Varmer, like, I mean, that was significant enough. I mean, that was something that they had set up and was just hanging there, you know, Andy going to meet this guy, like, Mm-hmm. what happened like it's it was it was strange and there's been like no comment on it since um and the idea that um yeah the idea that it was connected to Bing coming in and and so on like I mean I guess like it's not as big as as like Audrey being the billionaire but mm-hmm. I don't know I mean to me like it's enough that I believe the scene you know happened you know more or less as we see it you know um and that yeah. it's taking place in the real world. And this is just what her life is. I don't know why, you know, there's obviously like some unexplained things. There's, there's the elephant in the room, which is like, I mean, we, you know, again, once we get into the details, we can really like try to take this apart more. But like, I mean, the elephant in the room is Richard Horn, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it should be her son. And it's weird that like she had an affair with Billy the farmer who whose truck Richard mm-hmm. used to hit the boy and 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 she's talking about Billy being missing and meanwhile Richard's like you know he killed the boy he tried to murder Miriam and he's on the run and Sheriff Truman's going to Ben about it and no one even mentions Audrey and yet she's clearly in Twin Peaks because she's talking about going to the roadhouse yeah you know so like she can't be far away so it's just that is like I think perhaps that's one of the things they're clinging on to like why why is no one like talking about audrey why why isn't you know what i mean it just it seems like such a uh such an obvious thing like i was sure they were going to talk about richard sooner or later and like and they have all the names they mentioned <laughs> mm-hmm. not a one of them is richard yeah it was almost like they kept just mentioning names to obfuscate talking about richard like yeah it was yeah so, and, I mean, is there any crackpot theory that Audrey, you know, thinks that Farmer is, is uh, Billy's, I mean, uh, Farmer is Richard's father? I haven't heard anyone say that, but, you okay. know, I guess it's a possibility. Because, I mean, I was just thinking of that connection, like, if she's having an affair with him and, and, and then Richard's connected to Farmer taking his truck, like, maybe he's like, well, that's my dad, you know, I'm taking dad's <laughs> truck. That's hilarious. Well, we're going to have to reckon with this Chuck character because, um, like, he's involved somehow. Uh, yeah, I'm a, we're going to have to go over the names because they just yeah. the names just kept coming. And I was it's just like, ridiculous. I, I quit. I can't keep up with what's happening here. The last two here. scenes are just filled with random names. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, so I think I have it together, um, you know, going over it slowly with, with captions. I think I... I think I put together what they're saying, who who did what, who said what, and whatever. Here's what they said. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have to deal with Chuck. Is it is it Richard Chuck Horn? Is it Richard Charles Horn or something? Does he just go by Chuck and I they see. don't know that? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Chuck supposedly is the one who stole the truck. Mm-hmm. And so I mean that's where it gets did Chuck give the truck to Richard? And it's just some weird coincidence. Like I 
I, I, I really don't understand what happened there. That's the strange part of that whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. I still believe it's connected, though, uh, even yeah. though I can't quite make sense of it. Um, the, the, the fact that it's Billy... That's just too much of a coincidence for me to believe, and and that his truck was taken, like, and he's missing. I mean, it's just hard for me to believe that's not connected to Billy. Where anybody seen Billy and the farmer, you mm-hmm. know, with the truck? I mean, yeah, there's too many dots there. Even though I still can't make sense of all these characters. Well, and there's this that line, you know, Billy came out of the house and saw Chuck driving off of his truck, so. You know, is this is this the scene where, you know, they cut back to the farmer's house and the door is open and it's open because he I guess the truck was there, though. Never mind. Sorry. The truck yeah, was yeah. actually he, there. He had the truck back by that point. So he called the police. I mean, that's part of the scene. He called the police and reported uh, his truck stolen. And apparently the, the police found it um, and uh, and returned it to it. But then he went missing. So I'm assuming that um, Andy was following up on that, and I guess they uh, got. I, I, I like. I'm thinking that maybe the reason Andy was there is they didn't even know that that truck was used uh, to kill the boy, you know. And maybe it was just about the fact that it was stolen. Well, but Farmer was acting really strange. That whole, you know, he was like, "I can't talk now." It seems like it seems like he knew, but I'm I'm thinking maybe Andy didn't know. So that would mean that Richard drove the truck. But see, but that makes me think that Richard didn't ever drive the truck back to Farmer's Place, that he left it somewhere. I No, I think they say the cops found it. Yeah, so, so then how would Farmer know that, that his truck was used to kill the well, boy? Well, it would have to be, there would have to be some extra thing where Richard comes by and threatens him or something. Well, but he, okay, because I originally thought Richard just drove the truck back to Farmer's Place. And that's what I thought, but now, But now that's not necessarily the case. Okay, yeah. so you'd have to figure out, like, the plausibility of Richard leaving the truck somewhere, but then still going to Farmer's Place. And, like, I don't, no, have, I, your, I don't have your truck, man, but, yeah. you know. I mean, maybe he talks to Chuck, and Chuck's like, oh, yeah, I got it from this guy, Billy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would just sound like that scene. And and so and so he's like, oh, okay. Where's Billy? I don't know. I mean, we have to make up a lot of stuff. Happening yeah, or like book. Chuck did steal the truck, and then and then Richard stole it from Chuck. <laughs> yeah, maybe you know, and then yeah. yeah, maybe that's maybe that's. But Chuck is certifiable, so I don't know if we can count on him for shit. Well, if Chuck's involved with Richard, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, and Audrey's referring to Chuck as Chuck, right? Like, yeah. If Richard is her son, she would know his name. You would think so. Okay. You would think so. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was trying to, I was trying to make it like it's his middle name and like mm -hmm. maybe that's what she calls him. I mean, that would be awkward, but like just to try to have it make a little more sense. Yeah. And, but in terms of this scene being a dream, I think the, the biggest evidence that it's not a dream is the fact that dreams on Twin Peaks don't go like this. Right. Uh, dreams are actually weird and dreamlike. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, they're not like straightforward like this, where people are having like a more or less normal conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but okay, so I want to talk about uh, another big thing we found out in this episode. Oh, okay. Uh, which was a confirmation, which you had guessed, which was the you know reasonable guess, but I was a little 
weirded out uh, in terms of how they presented it, but the idea that the coordinates lead to Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and what I originally thought happened was that, you know, when Diane was, was, you know, looking at the picture of Ruth's arm, that she was memorizing the numbers and she was like mouthing the numbers, but yeah. it looks like she was mouthing the word coordinates. Coordinates. And yeah. then when she... <laughs> When she is is I guess texting the numbers, you know, recalling yeah. the word coordinates to text. I thought the reveal, yeah, I thought the reveal was that, you know, you know how your phone, the keys in your phone have diff have have numbers for our letters for all the numbers, and you know the alphabet mm -hmm. it goes across the the keypad. And I thought what they were revealing was that. The word coordinates, if you spell that out with numbers, was the numbers on Ruth's arm. <laughs> and I thought, awesome. I thought like, yeah, I thought like that's what Diane had realized in that scene that mm -hmm. the that the coordinates spelled out the word that the numbers of the coordinates spelled out the word coordinates, mm -hmm. and that's how she remembered it. But then yeah, I went back yeah. and looked at the scene, and of course, like coordinates doesn't have the same number of letters as as uh, as the numbers was on she, Ruth's yeah. arms. And then she was like, coordinates plus two. Plus and two, I didn't know yeah. what the two... There's That's no about. two at the end of those numbers. So I didn't know what plus two meant. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just That's I thought that was a weird thing that they were doing, but they didn't. My interpretation was that it was a very strange, stylized, like, mnemonic device. Yes, that's that's what I realized uh, after rewatching it, is that she she took the word coordinates and then applied, she memorized the numbers based on the phonetics of coordinates. Yeah. So she could remember what they were without having to remember the string of numbers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which that's is, what, like what a, uh, it was this very, like, plausible FBI tactic you know, thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it it makes it weird. It's almost like, you know, like like she's just typing in like coordinates, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what they are. Like I don't know. It's it's strange. Yeah. Well, and then it calls back to what you were saying about Albert when he's about to tell Cooper. Sorry, when he's about to tell Gordon. Um, where the coordinates lead to, and he says a small town, yeah. and then you know, and then it's like, well, clearly he's about to say Twin Peaks, yet he doesn't sort of tee it up in a way that would suggest it's the Twin Peaks we all know and love right. that he had, you know, some uh, fairly memorable experiences at. Um, yeah, yeah, and Cooper. I mean, the Cooper connection is uh, that's where he went missing originally. I mm -hmm. mean, you you would think like it, you would think that would stand out a little more. Um, yeah, I, I'm wondering, uh, do do Gordon and Albert know that Cooper went into the Black Lodge? I guess I don't know what they know. I mean, I, I mean, would assume that the police told them what they know. But I, I just um, mean from the show proper. We didn't, they didn't no. really ever get that. Okay, because I, I, yeah, so. I, I would assume the police had to, you know... Annie went missing and kidnapped and, you know, uh, and all the stuff with, you know, the attack on the um, Miss Twin Peaks nice pageant. So nice I would assume there was a police report. I would assume they would have said, you know, have some record that Cooper went missing. But I guess yeah. because he came back, maybe the FBI never read that or, or never got filed or something. 
Um, but yeah, I was just wondering if if any if they had any sense that that actually happened. Right, right. It's possible that they don't know, but I guess you know he still went missing from there, like after mm-hmm. coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like and that now, was the last time he was seen. Yeah, now we have this whole emphasis on Project Blue Book and Blue Rose. Right. You know, like they're bringing that back up, uh, which is yeah. which is great because it really recontextualizes the whole Blue Rose thing. Yeah. Uh, after all this time, like I always thought, you know, Blue Rose was a sort of general um, symbol for a strange case. Me too. But now it's like, no, it's about these specific types of cases that go back to Project Blue Book. Right. Um, so that was cool to kind of get that information. Uh, a little information, if you will. It's... I will. <laughs> oh, Lil. What if, what if, what will Lil come back? I, that'd be so great. Oh man, that'd be so great if Lil's back. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind yep. me just miming and dancing and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so there was some couple of big, interesting things here. Um, yeah. Any, any other big, uh, things that stood out to you? I mean, obviously there's a lot of, Stuff uh yeah i think um no i mean i think uh before going into details i mean i think that's uh yeah i think i think i think those are the main things i really wanted to wanted to get get out in the open before mm-hmm. we dive into the scenes but uh yeah it's uh it's definitely a you know a calmer episode than the last one mm-hmm. um you know, there's a lot of um, there's kind of scene after scene. It felt like uh, maybe scene after scene's going too far, but like a couple of examples uh, in different scenes of um, certain certain things that you know, uh, like simple um, simple actions or concepts or whatever that like should take like five seconds of screen time that end up taking like, mm-hmm. you know, two, three, 10, you know, <laughs> like the simplest thing just goes on forever. And so like that, you know, kind of runs the clock without really getting anything done. I um, would agree that, yeah, this part seemed to be filled with scenes that could have been so much shorter. I mean, the scene with Sarah at the grocery store, you know, she's freaking out about, uh jerky that was kind of weird and then like gordon and his uh french woman yeah that would be one example definitely yeah. and then of course the audrey scene is like 10 minutes yeah. long and yeah. i don't know what gets accomplished there um <laughs> i mean we get the billy reveal but really like yeah the, the basic idea like billy's mm-hmm. missing we got to go find him like it, it, they could have <laughs> Yeah. could have gotten to that like so much quicker mm-hmm. it's this endless back and forth and like oh i'm sleepy i, I love that wanna go. i swear he was <laughs> such he was great though this character is so <laughs> interesting and like a a, a a unique actor to play this part and and maybe that's another reason why people thought it was a dream because he you know uh sort of might harken back to the man from another place or something Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just physically or something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I love that. He's like, oh, I'm so tired. 
I've got a lot of work to do, you know, it's just yeah. all these like really practical concerns. And, um, you know, I think really the big question with this scene is, is how did Audrey end up with this guy? You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. because she, you know, the last person we saw her with was, uh, you know, TV's Billy Zane. Yeah. You know, um, Wheeler. Rose, you know, Rose's lover from Titanic. Um, <laughs> You know, and he's right. like, you know, he's like a catch and a half. And so, oh, yeah. you know, this like wealthy business guy who's, you know, remind, you know, it's like her dad, you know, all little girls yeah. want to marry their daddy. Yeah. You know, the yeah. sort of um, not what is that called? The Oedipus is when the guy wants to marry his mom. Right. It's What's the, the opposite of that. It's the opposite of that, whatever that is. And yeah. Um, but yeah, so the fact that she ends up with this guy um it calls into question her life choices and what exactly happened there. Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, there's something to fill in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, but yeah, we can uh, we can dive into the episode. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of little details to get into. All right. Well, uh, let's do it then. Yeah. So, the first scene, we are in Buckhorn, uh, as is confirmed later, although this hotel is, like, kind of crazy looking. Um, it's uh, Albert, Tammy, and Gordon drinking some wine, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of lounge. Um, Albert gives the history of Project Blue Book, which uh, then, I guess, led to the Blue Rose um, concept and task force. Mm -hmm. Philip Jeffries was in charge. And then uh, Albert, Chet Desmond, and Cooper were were, uh, recruited. Um, They note that um, all those people have disappeared mysteriously, except Mm -hmm. for Albert. Um, and, uh, they are now, uh, bringing Tammy into the Blue Rose Task Force. And, uh, so she, uh, accepts that. First little part here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, Diane comes in. And, uh, they tell Diane that they want to deputize her also into the Blue Rose thing. Uh, because they need her help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess she sort of knew some stuff about it anyway, just because of working with Cooper. Um, and uh, I guess she's going to get uh, some money and the satisfaction of knowing what happened to Cooper, which uh, maybe she knows a little more than they mm-hmm. do at this point. Uh, and yeah, maybe she's already satisfied. <laughs> but Diane says, <clears throat> let's rock. She does not say that. oh my god which i feel like should be the first like if they didn't already know that she's like kind of uh you know a double agent here Mm -hmm. uh the fact that she just readily agrees to this should be should be a sign because like her original thing was like fuck you i want to go home Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. now it's like yeah i'll join your task force like she's really committing to like going with him you know yeah yeah there, there's a little bit of gray area there with just that she has been with them for so long that it's kind of like, okay, what's one more step towards being with you guys? But yeah, I think in general, maybe that that could come off like a like a red flag. But 
Um, but it yeah, doesn't okay. really matter because they already know. Well, yeah, but... they, yeah, exactly. They already know. Um, yeah, so so much here. I mean, the idea that you know Agent Desmond was part of this task force and that Philip Jeffries was the head of it, which was which was strange. That was strange. Uh, which which means that uh, Cooper was part of a task force where he never met the leader <laughs> until like he had been missing for years. Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah, it makes me think. You know, it was sort of uh, yeah. It's weird to say that Philip Jeffries recruited them. Yet, yeah. So it could be an error, but I think grammatically, if you if you listen to it, it 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 could be that he's saying Gordon recruited them. Ah, uh, okay. like he, that he recruited everybody, but Agent Jeffries was in charge. Yeah, that makes sense because what it seems like to me is the recruitment is 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 basically like, hey, here's a weird case, here's a blue rose case. I'm gonna send you on it, and if I send yeah. you on it, that's you being recruited. Yeah, not necessarily yeah. like before anything happens, I'm gonna bring you in and then tell Put you everything I know. And yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not CSI, right? It's FBI. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so that was, you know, we, we've always known that there's a connection between these three detectives, uh, or these three agents, you know, and, and, and when they investigate cases, they go missing, uh, and there's usually a woman in trouble involved. Uh, and so Indeed. it's nice to get this sort of overall structure with how these guys are related and sort of Gordon's role even and all this stuff. Cause it really wasn't clear. I don't think from the show or from fire walk with me, um, you know, how much Gordon knew, you know, he sends Desmond on the Blue Rose case, but doesn't, you know, it's just not really clear what he really knows uh, and how much he knows about the strange stuff that's related to this, uh, to right. these cases. I think uh, Cooper, when he gets sent to investigate uh, Chet's disappearance, uh, I think when he's doing one of his recordings to Diane, he does say, uh, this is one of Gordon's Blue Rose cases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that suggests that he knew something. But yeah, I, I agree that like, uh, yeah, it's not really clear how deep in. Well, because it seems like the Blue, Blue Rose cases are all unsolved. Like, right, it's just exactly. like, here's a weird case exactly. where some weird stuff is happening. But I don't know what that means. I don't know he who's behind yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah, any of that stuff. Exactly. Uh, it, it makes the connection between Project Blue Book and the Blue Rose stuff, which which uh, had long been theorized. Well, and it's great too that you you know you take Blue Rose and then you get Blue you know Blue Book. I'm sorry, and then you get Blue Rose like that. That direct just connection with the words uh, is right. nice. Yeah, but that's why it's called Blue Rose because it's for Blue Book. Right. Uh, well, apparently there was some woman who said Blue Rose when she was dying. That's right. And um, I've heard uh, I've heard it theorized, and it sounds at least semi plausible that perhaps uh, that uh, is the girl from the fifties, um, because supposedly this occurred in the seventies. Um, so at least I, I think, based on their timeline, that's what they're talking about. So. Um, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe mm-hmm. that's who that was. Like she became whoever it was who said Blue Rose. Mm. You know, I mean, clearly the stuff that was happening there, you know, is is at least uh, it's certainly crazy enough to be Blue Rose ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, anyway, I've, I've heard that theory and I feel like it's, it's at least plausible. I mean, that's like the third, the third theory, uh, that, uh, that's out there at this point about who that was. Um, yeah, where do we hear about the woman who said that? This scene. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I was when, thinking when, back to the series. I'm like, when did they say a woman oh yeah, when, said that? When, when Albert's giving the history in the scene. Okay. Yeah, we didn't know that before. Okay. We didn't know that before. Um, but yeah, she, he says uh, he says that there was this woman who was involved, I guess, in, in one of these early cases. Oh, that's right. As she was dying, she said Blue Rose, and that's how it got its name. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Um... It's so funny, too, because that whole idea of a woman sort of saying Blue Rose reminds me of this, one of my, probably the, the only episode of Unsolved Mysteries I remember, uh, that old TV show, um, that actually had to do, I wonder if David Lynch saw this episode, because it had <laughs> to do with, like, this huge big conspiracy, obviously an Unsolved Mystery, um, with uh, having to do with like this FBI and they were in, I think, Nevada maybe or somewhere in the Southwest and, and this guy died and it was all this stuff. But there was this one moment where, um, and I told you about this like years ago, this whole crazy thing where there was like this dollar bill and there was like these names on it and it's like this code, oh, yeah. like all these codes and it was like this super interesting um, but, uh, but like one of the strange things that happened is like this woman calls one of the investigators or somebody and she says something like blue eyes. She's like, or, or I think she referred to herself as blue eyes or think something like that. But anyway, it makes me think of that, like blue oh, eyes yeah. and blue eyes and blue book. Um, That's weird. Yeah. And it had to do with the FBI and all that. So I wonder if he, if that got into his subconscious, that whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, that's right. The woman, that's right. So it's interesting. Um, the idea that she could be the girl. Okay, okay. I mean, it's not. There isn't really anything there except that you know uh, she's female, and the timeline works roughly, and we know a crazy bug insect thing from experiment crawled into her so it seems like she could have been involved you know if she's not like a current character um if she's not linda or sarah Palmer, yeah mm -hmm. you know uh but she's supposed to have some significant role in the story because like i feel like they wouldn't have spent that much time on her if she didn't have some role in the story um, and it, it it also harkens back to Citizen Kane's rosebud. Oh this yeah, this sort yeah, of yeah. phrase phrase being uttered before you die, and it sort of means something significant. Definitely. So I do wonder now that yeah, now that it's a it's seemingly a, a reference to something, and not just the sort of uh, title of the task force. Uh, if we'll find out what Blue Rose is, you know, is that. Um, you know, is that uh, something to do with experiments, you know, or like Blue Rose is is a place, you know, like the Sycamores or something. And it like identifies some weird place in the world where weird things happen. Right. Huh, interesting. 
Yeah, and uh, um, Major Briggs' uh, head said that mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. when it floated by. So, uh, yeah, that's a good thought. I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe found out what that was supposed to mean. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. It's hard to, it's really hard to know specifically at this point. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, something along those lines. That works for me. Um, so it's interesting they're bringing Tammy in. Um, oh, yeah. They mentioned that, like, they've been watching her since high school. I, I mean, I hate to mm-hmm. I hate to just, like, you know, harp on this over and over again. But, like, it's, it's really hard for me not to find this kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how did that happen exactly? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you just, like keep track of everyone that's in the top of their class like it's like mm-hmm. ah, what are you doing gordon everyone who looks good in heels yeah i know, I know. <laughs> oh god it's like it's like i mean i'm glad they're at least trying to say even though they haven't really shown it in the series like they're trying to say somehow that she's qualified she's good you mm-hmm. know she has something to her beyond her appearance but um but yeah, it's like it's just weird the idea that they were watching it. We we were keeping track of you since high school, just waiting yeah. for you to be old enough to join us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, making the honors list at a high school seems like not really the the first qualification to yeah. being an FBI. Um, maybe, maybe she's, um, the daughter of someone who was an agent or something, or there's some other sort of reason why they had to believe that she was, uh, going to be a good agent besides her, you know, what they obviously just say in this episode, (laughs) but yeah, you know, one of the strangest things, and I think it's, it's almost as strange as, as anything else on the show, the sort of explicitly strange stuff is just how how much time in that they've spent on this and how overt they have made this whole idea of Gordon's relationship with beautiful women. Yeah. And, and we have a whole extended scene like later with the French woman and, and I, and it's, and it's the kind of thing, and you know, it goes back to what we were saying before about, you know, um, uh, his interest in Shelly back in, in season Mm -hmm. two you yeah. know, which, which came off very innocent and totally. and and interesting because you could hear it was her charming and fun yes. and yeah. harmless. I yeah. really <laughs> and he, you know, he like kisses her, you know, mm-hmm. five minutes within meeting her or whatever, and yeah, uh, and it seems like oh, it's okay, it's just Gordon, you know. Yeah. But but then you know, the first thing we get from Gordon, you know, more or less the first thing we get in the scene with Denise is like, yeah. okay, Gordon, I know mm-hmm. your ways. And who knew how much of a setup that was going to be yeah. for really underpinning this whole relationship he has with Tammy, yeah. you know, and even in the, you know, what was it? The previous part, we mentioned how, you know, he's got his arm around her when they're yep. laughing and, and giggling at Constance and Albert. And yeah. that was awkward. And, and, you know, so not only is the show bringing it up as a theme and a plot line, but Albert as a character within the show is seemingly, um uh what's the word like um uh, what's the word like uh 
giving feedback to this idea, I guess. You know, he's responding in some way to this dynamic, um, seemingly disapproving, but it's really hard to tell what exactly he's trying to communicate. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's so interesting, you know, and I don't know what that is. I don't know why that's important at all as a thing to bring up, you know, because it really di- di- uh, distracts from his character. Yeah. Um, you know, while giving him an extra dimension, it just kind of distracts from just like the role his character has as like the lead investigator of the, the sort of main mysteries here. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah. very strange that they would focus that much time, which makes me think there's going to be some sort of payoff, some sort of culmination of all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, is he going to learn a lesson? Is it going to get him killed? Is it going to, you know um what what what's what's the resolution to this whole idea and he's a bit oblivious even though it, it you know people are bringing it up he still seems sort of oblivious to it right. um so and and why does it matter and is it does it is it a necessity with this whole violence towards women sort of thing that happens on the show that that we need you know this character to be dealing with this issue or um you know, um, is it is it supposed to parallel like, you know, Leland's improper relationship with Laura, you know, mm-hmm. or that whole thing or even, you know, all any of the older men who, you know, Ben and, yeah. and all Jerry and all those people, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, it's very <laughs> it's such a weird unexpected. I mean, of all the things you could guess of this season would be about, you would never guess that. Um, you know, uh, yeah, very strange. Yeah, yeah, and there's something meta about it too, mm-hmm. since David Lynch is playing the character mm-hmm. and you know casting these various roles, directing them, having them you know dress and you know appear in a certain way. It's like, uh, yeah, it's it's sort of like he's commenting on himself, mm-hmm. uh, which is very strange. <laughs> it's it's a weird experience, and and it's not it's not one hundred percent clear what he's saying about it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, so yeah, I guess that's where I want to get to the end point, so I can like figure out what why they're highlighting this so much. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, I agree, uh, going in, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they would, you know, uh, since we're spending so much time with these characters that they would kind of add something, um, you know, cause we didn't really know much about Gordon except that, you know, he, he was in charge and, you know, he has hearing loss, you mm-hmm. know, um, and he's kind of weird, but like, the, yeah, like in terms of like a specific, say, character flaw or however you want to describe it um you know we didn't have anything like that even though like again like you said in retrospect the shelly scene seems like it's pointing in that direction now Mm -hmm. Um, now, but i I didn't really see it that way then you know yeah it's just a strange thing and i and and even though it is meta because lynch is writing this and playing the part but it's still unclear how aware he is of how it comes off you know, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I'm not really sure how he wants it to play. Is it, yeah, is it supposed to still play as charming and innocent, and and you're supposed to maybe like Gordon that he that he still has this like youthful vigor, right? You know, and that's supposed to be interesting. Um, I guess the big thing. I mean, the French woman obviously sort of reciprocated his advances 
But, oh, yeah. you know, like with Tammy, it's it, not that he's really done anything too overt towards her, but like, it's not like she is like, oh, Gordon, you're just the best. And, you know, she's not being overly flirtatious with him like ever. Right. Um, so it doesn't. So, you know, that would be one way that they could sort of soften the impact of this dynamic is if the women were like all about it, you know. Right. Um but since they're not doing that, it does sort of make it come off a bit stranger uh, that he's just old school, you know, Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to repeat a phrase there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, okay, yeah, I guess we'll get more. Uh, like I said, they, they've, they've been focusing on this too much to, I think, not give us some sort of culmination. And then when it culminates, we'll see what what happened because of it. Um, and maybe that'll tell it that should tell us why it was you know part of the plot here yeah um we'll see how that whole thing works you know and it, you know maybe tammy's not to be trusted um you know uh i i would i would i would have a crackpot theory that tammy's the one like texting mr c mm-hmm. uh, and, and framing diane if we didn't sort of see diane you know do it explicitly right um but uh so you know maybe it's that like gordon is blinded by her beauty or whatever mm-hmm. and then that's gonna you know bite him you know later uh because he you know he wasn't on top of his game you know because he had his guard down because he's right. got a you know oh you know so mr c sends tammy in to you know be a spy mm-hmm. or something um but yeah that whole line that we've been watching you this whole time is is very strange um and again like this whole thing about high school girls you know like yeah um, which is the whole thing with the show yeah yeah definitely uh yeah so that uh it, it yeah they, they could have said the other things and it would have been clear enough what they meant um so mm-hmm. yeah just throwing that in just like some weird detail that I I don't really understand. Yeah, it's like I've been watching you since you aced that spelling test in elementary school. <laughs> no, it's not that far from. It's like, ugh. <laughs> why were you there, Garden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why how does that? How me? does that really work? And I'm like, is George Washington High? Maybe that's a high school in DC. That's you what know, I assume. So yeah. there, you know, or maybe the the sort of greater DC area because I think Quantico is in Virginia. Yeah. Um. So, but maybe it's near the FBI. So they're keeping an eye out for just like regional talent. Mm-hmm. You know, which I could sort of buy. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it's very very interesting little detail there. Yeah, I'm not sure if we're supposed to take that as strange, uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, in light of everything else, it came off kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need to talk about the elephant in the room, which is Diane saying, let's rock. Oh, sure. Yeah. What do you, uh, what do you <sighs> think about that? I mean, you know, so the fact that the context here is the Blue Rose Task Force, which goes back to Agent Desmond, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, you know... <laughs> The last words related to his case that we kind of right. saw, uh, you know, on the yep. windshield at the at the original Fat tra- Trailer Park. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. What do you make of that? I mean, is it? it I don't. I I guess I could imagine that Cooper recorded a tape to Diane and says, you know, was looking for Agent Desmond, couldn't find him, only saw "Let's Rock" written in lipstick on a windshield. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but why she would refer to that in any sort of subtle or overt way, I don't know. Uh, or is it sort of just a meta thing? Because I, I think this is the kind of thing the casual Twin Peaks viewer might not remember happened. Um, right. So it could be just a sort of meta thing that if you like an Easter egg, you know, so right. if you know it happened, it's a little thing, but it's it's a it's a common enough phrase for the situation of her sort of agreeing to do this that it's, you know, not totally out, out of left field. Yeah. Yeah. I am starting to wonder, like, how much she knows. Mm hmm. Um, you know, the incident with the woodsman uh, killing Hastings and uh yeah now this like it's you know you're right like that's the most logical thing that she um uh you know if cooper dictated his dream he, she could have gotten it from there too oh um, good point good point uh though i don't know if um i i guess like well this is one of those like retcon things where it's not really possible I, it's not clear that cooper ever made the connection uh, between mm -hmm. uh, you know the arms uh, saying let's rock in his dream and and the let's rock from the from the car where uh, Chet Desmond disappeared yeah um, so yeah I, I feel like it's logical that she but does she know more about that how much does she know I guess about mm -hmm. you know and, say those disappearances what did Evil Cooper tell her what does he even know about well that? yeah exactly and and if and if she does know where Lethrock comes from, either the dream or the windshield, why would she say it here? Why would she tip her hand yeah. at all? Yeah. Um, unless she knows that they don't know about that at all. But that's still very tricky, I think, to try to do. Right. Um, and she makes that this weird hand gesture. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, uh, which is very, it seems very specific, you know, especially because like, she covers up her face a little bit with her hand, which I think is a thing actors sort of know, you know, if they're doing that or not. Uh, so the fact yeah. that she does it, I think, is very, you know, specific, yeah. um, which makes me think like David Lynch is like, do this exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and so are we going to get a scene where like gordon interpretates her fingers and he's like these two fingers are the lying fingers oh, no. <laughs> you know and if two fingers are up that means you're down and you know <laughs> like just it just made me think of the hands you know when when he right. told tammy to think about that right which i really i'm still waiting for her to be like hey gordon i thought about that and this is what i think <laughs> I really, my brain really wants a follow up to just solidify that whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, hey, Tammy, did you finish thinking about that? <laughs> Gordon, yes, I did. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I'm I'm still baffled that Diane is is uh, seemingly on the dark side. Um, uh, I it's just, uh, I'm still yeah baffled by that that they have her I I am still holding out that there's hey. a real good explanation. Um, it's got to be definitely real gonna get good. Something. It's got to be really uh, good, Diane. Come on now, uh, don't let her put yeah. it down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think yeah. For me, like Diane's been um, one of the more interesting elements of this part of the series. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, since her introduction, like, I think, 
I think adding in that element, like if it was just yeah. the original thing, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. That that with this whole FBI team here, it, she is the sort of wrench thrown in uh, because otherwise it'd be yeah it'd be a bit more straightforward. With and now there's just four people on the FBI team investigating what's going on yeah. and. So now we have this extra subplot with with what her real motivations are and uh, and the fact that keeping her close, real. I mean, they're bringing her into the task force, which Super means close. like they won't have any reason to like talk, you know, in, uh, secret. To, to, in secret. You know, yeah. obviously, except for when they need to talk in secret, <laughs> which they'll still do. I'm <laughs> which sure. Will but still yeah. Do. Um, but, uh, you know, on the surface, you know, in terms of how it comes off to Diane, you know, they're bringing her in and. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, this whole thing about her wardrobe, too, I find very interesting. The, the bright colors she wears and, and largely primary colors. And I mm-hmm. do think Lynch is very in tune to colors um, oh, yeah. and generally having meaning. And so I'm curious about what that might be if, you know, if there's any um, themes or symbols related. She's bringing a kind of reddish color here primarily and then later she's in green and we know the red and green with the traffic light is a whole thing mm-hmm. so uh i do wonder about that like red is when she's lying and green is when she's truthful or mm-hmm. you know something like that I, and you know this room that they're in this lounge has red curtains which I found very strange. Oh, yeah. I definitely noticed um, that. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm like... Stood out. There's just red curtains in the world. You know, the Black Lodge doesn't have the <laughs> the monopoly on red curtains. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, it's interesting. But, but you know, if you're David Lynch or Mark Frost and you're setting up this scene, like, what would make you want to have this room have red curtains? You know, why is that the intuitive idea to have? Yeah. Um, what are you... You know, because that's obviously a connection to like one of the most yeah. iconic or the most iconic place on the show. Definitely. Um, you know, so why would they set this scene, you know, in the sort of general context of like the Black Lodge? <laughs> any, any, any I have no <laughs> idea. Okay. I have no idea. I mean, yeah, you know. The Let's Rock thing, you know, and I guess, mm-hmm. I mean, they're talking about the the Blue Rose stuff and all that. I mean, the, you know, there's things okay. that are sort of tangentially connected to the Black mm-hmm. Lodge. Um, but, yeah, I don't um, – maybe it'll make sense later. I really mm-hmm. have no idea. It's not clear why – I mean, it seems on the surface like this scene could have been set in any sort of hotel lounge with any kind of curtains or no curtains. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't know what to make of it. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. Kind of a crazy hotel, really. Yeah. Buckhorn. For Buckhorn. Yeah. The Buckhorn, like, Holiday Inn. (laughs) Yeah. It's very, very fancy. Very fancy. There's also, like, a green chair in the background behind Diane. There's Mm -hmm. something up with Diane and colors. Um... For sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, man, what a weird start. What a very strange start. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I kind of thought after all the crazy FBI stuff last time, um, we wouldn't get any more of them. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess it is like a cool down from last week. Like, obviously, like nothing as dramatic as going to the site and the vortex, the swirling vortex and mm -hmm. the dirty bearded men in a room and Hastings death. And I mean, all that stuff was pretty high drama. Yeah. Um, um, they're kind of just sitting around in hotels, like talking about stuff. But it was still more than I thought we would get. I thought they would kind of shift the focus for, for one. Yeah. So as a quick tangent back to the dirty men in the room um, oh sure um i don't remember this exactly maybe you have read this also online but i remember someone online uh connecting like the wallpaper in in that yeah. shot so I've what was that. yeah so the the shot that gordon sees of the dirty bearded man on the stairs what what was the connection there the wallpaper was connected to what so i think I think the wallpaper was uh, something like the wallpaper that you see in the uh, the photo. The is photo the right word? The picture that um, ah, Mrs. The Tremont gives. Yeah, Laura ah. and Carlotta the hang on our wall. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's the connection. Um, that's right. That's what I heard. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, huge. So maybe that's connected to the convenience store or something. Yeah, that's that's um, huge. That's that's like such a small detail but that's a huge connection to yeah uh, especially since the idea of that you got a freeze frame to catch that <laughs> yeah the, the idea of that whole room that you know the tremonts bring laura into uh and and then like her sort of it's weird because it's a dream you know and sort of she she sort of dreams that she goes into the picture yeah. And then, and then, like you know, the 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 grandson sort of opens the door to the black lodge, and then she's sort of in the black lodge, but only her sort of sort of you know non corporally, right? Like, right. Um, you know, the man from another place like holds the ring up to the camera, but the camera is like Laura, right? Um, and I think Dale even looks to the camera, addresses her, and, yeah, yeah don't exactly, take the ring don't take the ring, yeah. so. It's interesting how that whole thing happened. So the idea that that, that room that, you know, she was going through all those different rooms it is some sort of gateway um, or some sort of place that the um, that leads to the Black Lodge. It may not be the Black Lodge explicitly, but, it, but you know, maybe some middle place or some, uh, yeah, some sort of connect, connecting hallway or you know, system that goes there and that the, 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 the woodsman can go there too. Yeah. Does it lead to the convenience store? Cause you know, even in the convenience store scene, when man for another place leaves with Bob, they kind of, don't they go out of a door or, or what happens? I'm trying to think how that, I thought they went straight to the curtains. That's right. They went, yeah, that's right. There was curtains and they went out of there. Yeah. 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 Which makes it, yeah, and so is the convenience store just Which a Which is kind of what Laura does in the dream, you know, going through the door and then, yeah, you know, then she's in there. I mean, there's a door involved, but yeah, you, and it's, you see the curtains. Is it, yeah, you see the curtains. Yeah, anyway, interesting that they make that, that small connection back to that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is the... 
is it convenient? You know, you know, in that shot a couple of parts ago, several parts ago now, where the sort of curtains uh, in the Black Lodge sort of disappear, and we see the checkered floor or the zigzag oh, floor yeah. sort of go off in eternity, and this sort of this sense that there's this sort of infinite space, and these curtains sort of sort of you know divvy up this space in a certain way. Um, but that, you know, different, you know, anything can sort of, sort of be behind the next curtain or something like that. Right. So is the, is the, is the convenience store just a place within one of those, you know, curtains sections, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you pull back the right curtain and you're in the convenience store slash that, you know, house or whatever with the wallpaper, or is it, you know, is it that kind of thing where everything is sort of within the context of the Black Lodge or is the convenience store you know, slash the picture frame house, uh, you know, separate from the Black Lodge, but they're like connected by the curtains or the door, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm shaking my head because it's like, I don't know. I just, as usual, I have no idea, but, um, yeah, uh, I mean, they didn't really make it clear Far Walk with me. You know, this season they've really expanded the idea of like the various kind of supernatural realms or whatever mm-hmm. that you can visit. That, that you know, it did seem like the you know the Purple Sea, uh, the place where the giant and Senorita Dido, and also the place where uh, Cooper goes with Nido and. American girls up in Dido seems, and Dido. It, it, wow. Dido and Dido, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it, it seemed like uh, those were not just like chambers in the Black Lodge or whatever that they were. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, yep. You know that he was ejected from there, and that so they're separate. So it just it seems to me like it. It's definitely still a possibility that even though you can go between them you know, the convenience store, and maybe it does have some physical reality too. I, I'm kind of unclear on that. Um, but it seems like, it, like maybe it's just a, a, you know, another place uh, you can go mm-hmm. um, that isn't necessarily a part of the Black Lodge. But yeah, it's a, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's really hard to know for sure. It could definitely be that also. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, really nice that we are still getting more um, of the mythology of how those different worlds work. And, you know, that's one of the big things that's been surprising with this series is just more details about that stuff and the idea that the Black Lodge isn't the only strange place out there. Yeah. Uh, but there, yeah, there does seem to be a, a specific sort of framework that they're thinking about. And, you know, giving us piecemeal. So hopefully we'll get the other parts to that and and have a... I just hope by the end of the show we do have some kind of concrete sense of how these things are connected. And we don't just end the show with still not knowing where, you know, the divisions between these things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm reasonably convinced we'll find out more about that. Um, But, yeah... Uh, I would say before the new series, I would have said that the Black Lodge was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they talked about the White Lodge, but and like, yeah, I'm not even convinced that the White Lodge is, you know, the place where the giant is, for example. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I'm not convinced that we'll ever see the White Lodge, really. Uh, maybe they've abandoned it. You know, I have noticed that uh, there has been, at least so far, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, but I'm pretty sure, because uh, <laughs> it's like that owl thing, where like, no owls. Oh, there was an owl once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure they haven't referred to the Black Lodge as the, you know, by name. I don't think anyone said Black Lodge in the new stuff. Um, so I'm kind of wondering if that's just, um, old terminology that, uh, maybe they're, they're not even going with and maybe, so the, maybe the white lodge isn't even relevant anymore and they've just kind of expanded the cosmos and like, that's just folklore or whatever. And, Mm. you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to all be true or something, you know, that, that kind of, well, I would well, the argument against the float folklore ah, folklore not being true is just is the last part where like Hawk took out his living map, you know, and gave us some more information. So I, I feel like the, the sort yeah. of mythology that Hawk has been outlining on the show is should still be true, even though it might just be from like a particular perspective that doesn't really know what's really going on. So the idea like, oh the Black Lodge is where you go and every soul goes and has to meet its doppelganger in order to pass the White Lodge. Like, maybe something like that is true, but the idea now that there's the, all these other worlds that your soul could maybe go to is something that Hawk wouldn't necessarily know. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't... I think you're right that we haven't heard Black Lodge, but I'm trying to remember how Hawk... Hawk did... Hawk and Harry were oh, talking. Oh, yes, we have. Yes, we have. I just hit me. It just hit me. Evil Cooper says early on, I'm supposed to go back into the Black Lodge tomorrow. Oh, that's right. That's right. He definitely says that. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So any of you, you don't have to tell me now. Yeah. I remember. I, yeah, I, and I think that was the only time. So they so they did acknowledge it. Well, and I was going to say there was a time recently when Harry and Hawk were talking, and I think Hawk references Cooper going to the Black Lodge but I don't remember what words he used if he said like, you know, because I, 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 yeah, no, there was Annie's thing, right? Didn't didn't yeah. Annie's letter say? Oh, it did. He, yeah, I tried he's to in the black lot. Can't leave. Yeah, yeah, and then and then and then I think yeah. Hawk made the connection between Cooper going to that place. Yeah, yeah. So I think they did reference it at least that yeah. time too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I guess it's just like most of the focus hasn't really been on talking about the Black Lodge, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they haven't they haven't so, completely abandoned it. Yeah, I do think we're going to see the White Lodge. I think the White Lodge is where Laura went when she zoomed out of the Black Lodge and went up somewhere. I also think you know my sort of just selfish hope for the story is that Cooper when he wakes up gets another chance to uh, fight his doppelganger in the Black Lodge and then he will pass the test and mm-hmm. then he will go to the White Lodge. I do think there's... I do think that's the last part of the story. Whatever's going on with the giant saying it's in our house now and then mm-hmm. Leland saying you gotta find Laura and then Laura, yeah. you know, disappearing out of the Black... I think that's all gonna be the end game, you know, after the sort yeah. of earthly conflicts are resolved. They'll yeah. go to these other places. So I, I do still think that we're going to see the White Lodge. And I, and, I, I, and I think it's pretty consistent that 
the, the, the sort of mythology and the terminology that existed in the original series that they're keeping that going. Because I feel like David Lynch is not the type of person to really do retcons or really drop things. I mean, some things kind of, you know, obviously with Fire Walk With Me get a bit muddled. Um, but I feel like if mm-hmm. it was if it was established and it was sort of big enough, then his sort of intuitive writing brain, you know, would want to keep that stuff and make it work in the future instead of just saying, oh, no, I've got a better idea. I'll just never I'll just pretend like this thing didn't happen. I'll pretend like no one ever said White Lodge or something. You know, I feel right. like if they said it before and it was part of the mythology, then it'll be something that is still in play. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely possible. Uh, it's just, yeah, the White Lodge was so, um, I mean, as far as I can tell, I don't know, supposedly the major went there, um, but uh, there's just so little information about it mm-hmm. compared and to the Black Lodge. And I do wonder if the Black Lodge and White Lodge are sort of two sides of the same coin, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that for a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe they're like the same place in a sense. Yeah. Um, uh, it is, you know, I don't know, maybe it's a mistake or maybe it's a clue, but, you know, the giant does appear in the Black Lodge in the final episode of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've he pretty specifically not the shown him there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he does say that. That's true. Which I'm still uh, like, what did you mean? <laughs> Maybe he. I mean, the... I think he just meant the the waiter, the guy who came to Cooper's room. That sure. that was that was his human form. I mean, that, that's what I always thought he meant. Yeah. Well, that's not true. I thought he meant a couple other things. Yeah, this just this but just, now it seems like that's what he means. It, yeah, I agree that that's because you see that guy right before. You mm-hmm. know, he he goes over and says coffee several but times. But he waits. Then... But he waits until he sits down next to man from another place before he says one and the same. So like it's just sure. the way it comes off isn't as straightforward as you would hope. Uh, I do think that that is the sort of Occam's razor explanation that he's just telling Cooper that yeah I'm the, that I'm the same as him or the yeah. you know but it's also strange that yeah I mean you, I guess you, you wouldn't want to get you know overanalyze what the syntax means too much because does does the waiter exist outside of the giant is the giant taking over the waiter's body like then having spirit stuff or is the or this or literally are they the same exact entity you know and 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 if and if the giant, you know, is there, then the waiter's not there, sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think he's supposed to be an inhabiting spirit, which means, yeah, one and the same maybe isn't exactly accurate. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, Albert uh, indicates in dialogue that that they actually spoke to him, um, and that he just had no idea what was going on mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah, yeah, I, I get the impression that. Um, I mean, he gives him the name Senor Drool Cup, which is still what people call him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, that that made me think that the the the, the giant sort of you know inhabits him the way that Mike inhabits Philip Gerard or whatever. Yeah. And and um, uh, and so when he's gone, he doesn't necessarily know what what what's going on yeah exactly 
Yeah, that makes sense. But um, uh, hey, you know, uh, there's there's clearly room for things to be reinterpreted. I mean, Laura's line, "I'll see you again in 25 years." I feel like it's clear what that meant back then, and now it seems like maybe it means something else. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's 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 definitely not out of the question that because because it is an ambiguous line. Um, if they wanted to go back to that, you know, for some hardcore mythology, you know, I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, it begs the question, you know, now that we know about the Giants theater uh, and how he sends the Laura orb to Earth, is that is <laughs> yeah. that how is that how he gets to Earth? Does he just go through the projector or the the, the sort of film uh, screen or whatever and mm-hmm. transports to Earth? Like, ah, uh, so crazy. <laughs> Did uh, we mention that's the Club Silencio theater? What is? It's the same location. Is it? Yeah. It's called the Tower Theater. I think oh, it's in, I think I it's in think LA. Oh, I don't think we mentioned that at all, because uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It was something I, I found out uh, online. Uh, wow. But yeah, it's, it's, that's the same location. If you look, like, I, I kind of thought that when I originally saw it. Like, it mm-hmm. kind of looks like the Silencio Theater, but then, you know... Old every theater looks like that. Yeah, every yeah, old exactly. Is, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I believe that was actually the same location. Wow, that that's very, very, very interesting. That really ties things together. It, it calls into question the whole Silencio stuff. And again, you know, yeah. I I did say the last podcast or two, you know, the idea of the the man behind the dumpster and Mall and Drive being a woodsman, you know. Yeah. So this would also connect to that. That. Um, who knew David Lynch movies are all in the same shared universe, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. That whole thing. I think he said that at a certain point. Um, oh, did he? You know, I never really knew how seriously to take it. But, well, I know Mulholland Drive started out as a Twin Peaks spinoff. At least that was the, like, kernel of the idea. Okay. Um, and it was actually supposed to be Audrey. I think that's, I think that's one of the reasons why... Um, People are trying to make Audrey seem like some kind of, some oh. kind of scene or something like that, um, or invitation to love or whatever. But um, oh, yeah, no, I think, I think that was the original love. plan. Um, so I don't like think Audrey like with it. Audrey leaves Twin Peaks and tries to make it big as a star in Hollywood, yeah. sort of a thing. And exactly, she would have been I Naomi see. Watts's character. I see. Um, that, I can see that. And that, yeah, that so. So that, there was a connection there, but I, I think he actually said in his mind, like, it's it's the same universe as Twin Peaks. And also Lost Highway, by the way. Of course Lost Highway, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. So I think I think that's uh I think that is supposed to be true in, in some sense. Mm-hmm. That there are uh, connections. And of course, you know, part of that's stylistic. But um uh but yeah oh man i swear if red turns into bill pullman by the end of the show (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh my god he's like i got one last magic trick (laughs) holy shit oh man yeah that would be insane oh that'd be great i don't think i would ever recover from that no i don't think i podcast anymore because (laughs) i yeah it'd be reasonable to quit podcasting (laughs) just like give up completely that's so yeah oh my god it's insane (laughs) 
Shelly walked in on red, and yeah, he's morphing into Bill Pullman. <laughs> and then Patricia Arquette shows up, and she's like, oh, you'll never have me. <laughs> Don't you want to ask me why? Bye. Oh, God, that movie's so good. Oh, man. Really is. Yeah. Too bad uh, the Robert, uh, what's his name, who played the Mystery Man, is dead. Um, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that's the kind of character who I could totally see, you know, showing up somewhere in the Twin Peaks cosmos. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. He would fit right in. He would totally fit right in. That crowd. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right, you want to go to the next scene here? Um, Yeah. So Anything the else? next scene is Jerry Horn emerges from the woods into a field. The <laughs> well, let's spend an hour talking about this. Um, <laughs> All I can say is, finally, he got finally. out of the goddamn woods. Holy shit, oh, he's been man. in the woods since, I, I think, actually, I, I was looking back because people were, t- in the um, Dr. Amp thing, mm-hmm. people were talking about how the first part is kind of like the same as the first part when we originally yeah. saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back to rewatch that original scene and I saw, um, uh, Jerry, you know, watching it there. And I think that was the original thing and they show him smoking too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where it all started. That's where uh, it all and went that was wrong. part five. So yeah. it, it's, he's been seven parts. He's been out there in the woods having like issues with his car mm-hmm. being stolen, his foot, and uh and i and what hey, was, what did, was did, did, did chuck still jerry's car too oh god maybe chuck, chuck took it damn you chuck chuck is a car thief he's just stealing everybody's car <laughs> it did seem like he got lost like he mm-hmm. had some kind of blair witch sort of like i yeah. am in the woods and i don't know where i am anymore mm-hmm. i don't know where i am i don't know where i am <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh but yeah anyway um uh such a long saga it's it's nice to kind of reach the next stage of that mm-hmm. um we don't really get any more on this but it, it did seem like well at least he's literally out of the woods he's literally out of the woods but is he figuratively out of the woods because <laughs> like is his foot his foot now you know like or is that you know is it working right. now and he's not hallucinating anymore and again, like if he's still high after all this time, and, and it's really hard to tell how much time it's been. Right. right. Um, you know, in terms of the chronology of the show, it's been seven parts for us, but like how many yeah. days has he really just been out there with like no food and water for several days or I mean it must have been at least one day, I would say. Yeah. Um it has to be at least one day. Could have been two. Yeah, I'm not really sure. He did have a backpack, so mm. I don't know. Maybe he had enough supplies. I, um, I, I feel like with the Ben storyline, uh, it makes it seem like at least two nights have gone by. Um, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. But, okay, so he's out of the woods. And, but, but now what? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it, but I, I'm glad that there's been a progress. We won't get yet another mm-hmm. of Jerry, like having some weird experience in the woods, like presumably, you know, wherever they're going with that will 
become clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't remember if I mentioned this before, if I made this connection before, but that the idea, you know, at the end of season two, random people's hands started shaking. Uh, mm-hmm. And I wonder if the I am not your foot could connect to that, you know. Oh, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their hand was shaking because it wasn't their hand or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, there, there, there's got to be something happening with that. And I think today might be the first of the two days that Major Briggs referenced uh, in his little secret note that the uh, sheriffs have found. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's today. It might be tomorrow, but I think it's today. <laughs> I lost track. <laughs> is it future? Is it past? Is yeah. it future? Is it past? Yeah. Uh, that's fair enough. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it seems like it seems like it should be soon. They didn't really seem like they were well prepared for it, but <laughs> they didn't do it today. So I guess it's not today, unless tomorrow, unless the next part will still <laughs> also be the day. Which it could be. Which it could be. Although, at the end of it, it is nighttime by the end of this, but they could like do a weird chronology thing where the next right. part s- starts earlier in the day. Is that a day and, again, yeah. Yeah. It's tough to tell. Or maybe, yeah, uh, timelines. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. It's a black hole. But uh, but yeah, I don't I don't have any uh, extensive comments about this. But uh, but yeah, Jenny Horn's out. So all right, yeah. You I mean, does, to... he, does he just go to the um, to the Great Northern and goes, "Wow, Ben, I had a really crazy night or two. I think that's some good pot. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. R&D is complete. Well, I feel like he should he should say we can't sell this to people. Like it's it. Oh, it's Drives too much. Cra- I think it's too much. Like, I don't well, think he had a you, good... Maybe ex- if you're in a safe place in your home, you're not in the woods and you don't know where... You know what I mean? It's maybe still it's okay. pretty spacey pot. I Do you think your foot's not like your foot anymore? Yeah, it seems like he's having a bad experience. And I and, and unless yeah. he, like, has some epiphany about something in there where it was, like, worth doing all this, and I would think his, his sort of uh, summation of the, the product is that it's... Uh, it's not ready for prime not time. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or maybe he just did t- he's like this is perfect but just don't do all of it or don't do a whole right. bunch or right or something like that. Uh okay, yeah, we can go to the next part. Okay, so uh in the next part we have Sarah Palmer shopping in a grocery store for mostly alcohol, mm-hmm. uh also some related things. Um as she's checking out, she notices that God, this is so weird. As she's checking out, she notices there's there's turkey jerky behind the counter, Mm-mm-mm. and she's unsettled by that somehow. Um, she asks about it, um, and she finds out that uh, I guess they you know they brought it in. It's like a new thing that didn't used to be there, and. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just like beef jerky, but it's made from turkey. Yeah, um, I don't know why that's so disturbing, but uh, yeah, she she says a few like strange things. Um, Were you here when they first came? The room seems different, and men are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, uh, they need to watch out. Uh, things can happen, uh, and also something happened to Sarah, and she doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of talks to herself in this kind of golem-like way or something, where she tries to like calm herself down, like calm yeah. down, walk out of here, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she walks out of the store, 
And uh, the bad boy says he can deliver her groceries. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. Or does he? Or does he? <laughs> oh, no, the grocery mystery. Uh, yep. Yeah, just like you would expect to see that scene where he shows up with the groceries. and. Well, maybe there's a reason we didn't see it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, I just have to throw it out there because it is a theory. What's the theory? Well, he, so, he ate I all mean, her groceries. So I mean, that we uh, when uh, when Hawk uh, goes to visit Sarah, that um, uh, he hears a sound mm-hmm. coming from inside the house, and she says, "Oh, it's just something in the kitchen." Mm-hmm. You know, she denies that there's anyone there, but um, it's it's a theory going around that maybe it's the bag boy. <laughs> But why would he still be in the kitchen? Like, what is he unpacking the groceries for her? Yeah. Like, yeah, put them away. And he, and he knows where to put things. He just Maybe knows she where him. she, yeah, put it on the pantry and and yeah, and he like clinked something. And then whatever. why? But why wouldn't? Why is that hidden from the audience? And well, why is it hidden so, from Hawk? So the crazy theory that I've heard people throw out there is that she's possessed by Bob. Okay, next. And she's going to kill the bag boy, or maybe she already did kill the bag boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's something going on there. Yeah. Um, well, you know, he, you know, she can't be possessed by Bob because, you know, the ritual, right? I mean, don't... Come on, guys. Let's keep our mythology in line here. Are you hey, suggesting that happens. they did the ritual uh, on her? <laughs> So so Bob likes to spend his evenings watching like animals eat other animals. Well, uh, that was before, I think, because uh, she had to have been possessed after, um, uh, you know, Bob was extracted. So this is sort of, okay, so this is, so now you have to set up the context that Bob is no longer in Mr. C, that he's been abstracted, yeah. and, then, and then the woodsman took him, took the, yeah. the, the borb to Twin Peaks and then put it in her or something. Were you here when they first came? Huh? Huh? Maybe. What does Maybe. that mean? What are you what are you hinting at? I, I'm just saying, like, that's something she says, so I, maybe the woodsman came, and maybe they did the ritual, and maybe... I don't necessarily think this is true, just for the record, but I think... I think it's at least a tiny bit possible. Well, she's, and she says men are coming... She yeah. didn't say men are here, but she did say something happened to me. And um, were you here when they first came? Well, but she, she's meaning the jerky, right? Is she? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, why would she not be meaning that? Why would she think the girl was there when the woodsman came? <laughs> or, and where is there? Hey. Um, hey. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's all up in the air. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to analyze. Something's sort of... up. Something's up. Now, I'm not saying I really believe that theory. I think it's possibly going. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of going too far. But uh, you know, she's acting weird. I mean, that's listen, not I evidence think she... for possession by Bob. She's acting weird, I and don't... I think the key Bob connection is the ceiling fan. Okay, yeah, they did show they do the fan. They prominently show the fan on uh, in a couple of shots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and the fan was clearly connected with Bob. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, now, here's the thing. Sarah has always been weird. 
well she was you know she was especially weird you know uh after the stuff with laura happened indeed uh and and you know she was you know seeing having visions of bob and she was uh you know uh communicating from people from the black lodge yeah and so she's always had a connect and i think it makes sense that that you know so when she says something happened to me i assume that it's just the past um that's what i assume she meant too yeah now you know things can happen that whole thing you have to watch out the idea that like there's this again back to this duality idea of like the jerkies the two jerkies and like now that one is different that's somehow strange to her um and it it does sort of connect to some idea of of something being switched out i guess Mm -hmm. so if bob was switched between two bodies or something i guess you could you could go that far um bob's the turkey Bob's the turkey. Oh no! Oh, Bob's the turkey. I've heard of Bob being your uncle, but now Bob's the turkey. Um, yeah, and it's it's. I don't think that this is true that Bob that that Bob is in her. But I the only I guess the big thing that that would help story wise would be for for a way for Bob to be in Twin Peaks, right? Um. But it doesn't seem like he's doing very bobbish things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why they would pick Sarah out of all people unless somehow she's just special and you mm-hmm. have to put him put Bob in a special person. Right. Um, you know, but um, but how do you even get a board across the country? I mean, mm. <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, what about the practicalities here? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't bring it on your, you know, your carry-on <laughs> luggage. Uh, clearly, won't fit in the overhead compartment. Um, you know, and most airlines now charge you a fee to even check a bag. So I don't think the woodsmen have any money. Uh, just to I be doubt clear. it. Um. Okay, well, that's a good thing to at least bring up the crackpot theory that Bob is is in is in Sarah. I don't think that's what's happening. I think she's always been weird. Uh, this Gollum yeah. talking to herself is new, so I guess people would would say that that's Bob talking to her and telling her to leave, sort of a thing. Is that the I idea? Guess so. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Well, you know, something to keep in mind. You know, it, I don't. <laughs> Think that's true but something yeah I, I i don't really believe it either um if yeah if i had to come down but i do think there's something going on mm-hmm. um well and it would know, make sense if something's going on with the whole you know this whole date that's approaching yeah. and this whole cyclical thing you know with the mythology of the show and that she's yeah. maybe maybe feeling extra weird now that you know things are coming to a head i do feel like the men are coming, you know, could be the woodsman. It could be the FBI. It could mm-hmm. be, you. I mean, there's so many men out there mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who seem like they're coming to Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly uh, what she's referring to, but I do agree that like that stuff is consistent with her old character that, mm-hmm. you know, was clearly not possessed by Bob. Um, yeah. But it's just like it's. It seems like she's hiding something in her house, and the fans are. Yeah, on, so. and that, you know that shot from outside of the house through the upstairs window of the fan really yeah. called back to Lost Highway. 
Uh, oh yeah, you know when they pull up in the car after mm-hmm. talking to the mystery man, and and there's yeah. the lights in the upstairs, and you Crazy see that shot. Flash. I yeah. feel like it's the same idea of like someone's up there, someone's in there. in there. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, you really can't sort of discount that, um, that connection and that sort of idea. I guess, I guess Occam's razor. It's the bag boy inside, you know, making noise. Now, why she wouldn't just say it's the bag boy? Especially since Hawk knows about the grocery store incident. Exactly. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. seems like it's that's what that's what makes me suspicious. Like something underhanded is going on. Like it's just it seems like she's she's very um, she's very like short with him and um, and kind of standing at the door and you know trying to just get it get the conversation over with quickly mm-hmm. um so that makes me think she's hiding something and it's like why would she hide that the back boy is putting her groceries away mm-hmm. i mean that just seems that just seems weird and, uh, also, and i feel like they set up the bag boy for a reason well <clears throat> and and it could be they set it up to make you think it's the bag boy in the house and it's somebody else yeah um but it, also i don't you know it's not it's not complete proof of anything but you know there's no other car outside of her house there's no like bicycle that he might have ridden to her house or something either so there's that idea um but you know what else could it be because it wouldn't just be like that even though you know we just made the connection with lost highway and the idea of you know the entity being in the house um it wouldn't make sense that it's bob sort of in some corporeal form, right? Like in the kitchen making a sandwich or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's like even even though I've been in Mr. C's stomach for twenty five years, I haven't eaten a thing. <laughs> Bob makes a sandwich. Yeah, so you know it's like even if it is sinister, what Green is it? Sandwich. Uh now we do have some people missing in town, you know. Um Oh yeah. Could it Ugh. could it be a missing person? Could it be Richard? You know, came yeah. over here. Billy, uh, Billy, Bing. Got Billy in there. Got Bing in there. <laughs> she's having a party. Everybody's here. <laughs> but she didn't want to invite Hawk. That's why she's staying at the door. He's right. he's, a, he's a downer. He's yeah. He's a yeah. Mm-hmm. Agua Fiesta. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a water party. He's a water party. Okay, I know Spanish. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounds fun, water party. Um, okay, yeah, well, we kind of skipped ahead a little bit, did we? Sort of a little bit. We skipped yeah, over yeah, a scene. Yeah, we went to the next, uh, because I brought up the Bob thing, and that was like the main... Um, oh, and you, you brought up the bag boy, too. Yeah, <laughs> and so it was very cool to see the Palmer house again, though, the whole shot from outside. And, I'm, you know, as, as Hawk is walking up the stairs, I'm like, there's the bush that Laura was yeah, hiding yeah. in, you know, when Leland came home and, and all yeah. that stuff, or when he was leaving. And uh, I actually hit there twice. Yeah. Yeah, she hit there twice the night that she died. She was going out to see James, mm-hmm. and she was hiding. And he's, like, looking That's at good. her, but not really looking at her, but looking at yep. her. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's so weird to just be like, there's there's the bush right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's still there. Still mm-hmm. looks like the house. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy to see that again. Um, and to, like, clearly have, like, there's, there's, 
you know, unlike with some of these plots, like, say, Becky and Steven or whatever, mm-hmm. it, it really seems like there's something going on with her that's relevant to the plot, the larger plot. Well, and it's interesting, too, because her first scene made it seem like nothing was relevant, was really going Absolutely. on. It's her drinking yeah. and watching Animal Planet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but, you know, they did, inc- you know, that shot... You know, they, that, that, that mirror above the couch mm-hmm. where uh, Frank Silva was originally accidentally captured, right. you know, was in that scene, which yeah. so which is a which is a very small Bob uh, callback. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. And maybe the ceiling fan is just the idea that evil is coming back to town or something, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just thematic and symbolic and it doesn't actually mean Bob is there, right. Right. you know, it could just be hot and she turned the fan right. on. I mean, surely you can turn the fan on without being Bob. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree, but still, you know, yes, yeah. it leaves you with questions because that, that connection in the original series and Firewalk with me was so strong, mm-hmm. you know, like the fan was this like source of you so early in the in the series they're like cutting to the fan yeah it's like what is up with that fan it's the only show that's ever made a ceiling fan scary (laughs) yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah it's such a strange thing to fixate on but yeah in the uh missing piece like laura has that whole crazy moment under the fan Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know and they pretty much they they show uh, Leland uh, you know drugging Sarah and then like turning on the fan yeah um, which seemed to me like it was sort of a, a sort of an origin story for the fan um, in terms of like what it represents mm-hmm. um, which is you know Bob basically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, the bad things happening in the house um, that he would, like, turn it on when he's about to, you know, do his, the you know, worst. Yeah. Um, uh, but you're you're right that, you know, it's it's not like the fan doesn't work. I mean, he could, you know, she could turn it on for the normal reason. So, yeah. Blah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But yeah. I, I'm... I, the focus makes me think there's something significant about it. Yeah. And it could just be it sort doesn't of have foreshadowing. To be yeah, it could just be foreshadowing for something bad happening or coming. Yeah. You know, and they're just giving us a little hint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, um, I guess we'll come back to this scene and we'll talk a little bit more about it. Just a couple little uh, more things there. Yeah, yeah, you want to come back to it? There's, like, yeah. two short things that happen between these two scenes. Sure. Uh, so the next thing is we go to the new Fat Trout, and Carl gives Criscoll... <laughs> Why? Anyway, Carl gives Criscoll some money and tells him not to sell his blood for money. Mm-hmm. So that scene happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Carl the Good Samaritan here uh, is was you know it was a very nice and sweet thing to do. He's like you know, don't pay me rent this month and save mm-hmm. your money and and keep your blood. And I do wonder if if there's some other more sinister reason he's he's saying it. You know because 
Carl has been places, you know. Um, True. And the last kind of supernatural thing with Carl was, you know, he saw the boy's spirit or, you know, mm-hmm. fire thing emanate yeah. from him. And he hasn't really done anything since, you know, he hasn't really sort of processed that in any overt way. No. Uh, but I do wonder if, uh, if, if sort of keeping your blood or, or something has to do with, you know, him wanting to be protected against anything bad happening, you know, um, or maybe, you know, the hospital is a bad place, you know, or, uh, yeah, I can't really think about exactly what that might mean, but I wonder if it's more than him just being nice is basically right. my point. Right. Yeah, that's interesting because I just uh, I just took it at face value. I didn't really know what else to do with this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, it's, it's an interesting theory I wouldn't have thought of. Like, keep your blood because the blood does. Yeah, something. like if you dilute your blood, you're more susceptible to you know inhabiting spirits or I don't know or like you, yeah. you know something like that. Um, um, or or maybe because of him telling him not to donate his blood, then later if when Carl needs something or something crazy happens to the fat trout, this guy will be there, and and he's like, "Wow, good thing I was here. Ordinarily, I would have been given my blood at this time, or you right, know, I just right. some sort of plot reason why this is here." Yeah, because you know, as it stands, it's just like I guess a character thing. Right. Um, but I feel like there should be some plot reason why this is here. Um, yeah. You know, but we did have, you know, we saw Carl before just singing a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it was connecting to, you know, Becky and um, right. and Steven's whole drama. But, yeah, the whole thing with Carl. I mean, it's so cool to get all this Carl stuff. I mean, it's a lot, been a, of lot Carl. Of, it's been a lot of Carl Rod. Yeah. Way more Carl than I was expecting going mm-hmm. into the new show. Um, they moved him to Twin Peaks so he could have more screen time. Yeah. Because um, roping in Deer Meadow again maybe was a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, uh, Carl should know about the Let's Rock on the window. So um, yeah. I'm wondering right. if that might be a connection too, if that ever comes comes back again. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, Carl says he's been places, and Sarah says something happened to me. So I, mm-hmm. I do wonder if that's connected to anything. Yeah. Um, okay, we can go to the next little you part. Ready to uh, okay, so uh, in the next scene, Dougie goes out to play some catch with Sunny Jim. So Sunny Jim throws the ball, and he doesn't move at all, and it hits him. The end. <laughs> All right. That's our duck scene for this week. Yep. Uh, we really needed that scene. Dougie, he's not Cooper yet. Mm-hmm. Just in case you were wondering. Just in case you were hoping. Uh, I was hoping for it this episode because I did feel like the last one was a farewell to Dougie. But I guess, like, as short as this is, um, I still feel like the Cooper return could happen soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's still a couple of threads to get through in the Dougie thing, but um, I, I do feel like it's winding up still. But uh, yeah, it's it's almost like they had to have this so Kyle McLaughlin could have a scene in this episode because mm-hmm. otherwise he wouldn't even be in it, I think, because there's no evil Cooper either. Yeah. Um, 
it does sort of stay in line with my overall theory about Dougie, which is that, uh, and I don't know if this is explicitly the point, but just the idea that he is sort of getting all of these sort of human experiences. So here's an experience of him being a father, playing catch with his son, a very classic experience here. Um, and so the idea that he'll sort of, you know, uh, accumulate all these sort of pure, uh, uh, relatable human experiences and, and, and then that will sort of wake him up somehow. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that, that's the only connection I see in terms of why this is a scene that we're watching. Um, and, uh, and besides sort of telling us that Dougie is still Dougie and, and sort of out of it and can't catch a ball, um, I will note, uh, and this is a very minor thing, that in the, the exterior shot of the house, before they cut to the red door, we see the shadow of a bird over the roof of the house. And I'll just point out that, uh, you know, that may have been an owl. Who knows if that was an owl. Oh. But uh, we, did, we do know owls are flying around that area because we heard That's the true. owl before. So That's I true. just noticed that little bird... Uh, shadow and I'm like well maybe that's supposed to be the owl mm -hmm. now if anyone wants to freeze frame that and analyze the shadow pattern <laughs> of the bird and determine if it matches that of an owl I will yeah. direct you to the nearest insane asylum because that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> any of you bird shadow specialists yeah, oh yeah give the bird shadow specialist <laughs> wow how many people are Bird shadow specialist. Yikes. <laughs> I'm yeah, if there's one of you listening, um I'd like to know. No, I didn't notice the bird shadow. Yeah, there's and so there's another interesting thing too about this scene in terms of his instinct. Uh you know, we saw that um <laughs> uh I was just thinking maybe Mike should appear and be like Hit the ball, Dougie, or catch the ball, you know, catch the ball, you know, oh like, he's, they, you know, or the, the tree brain, you know, shows up for, um, but that, I was going to say, in terms of uh, Dougie's instinct, you know, when uh, Ike the Spike Stadler attacked him, you know, his, his, his defensive instinct kicked in. And so just the idea right. here that his instinct to catch the ball didn't kick in right. is a little bit something interesting. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe he knows it's uh, on some instinctive level that it's not a threat in the same way mm -hmm. um, Ike was. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's strange. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, not, not necessarily – I don't exactly mean, like, he should catch the ball because it would hit him and hurt him. But just in terms of what, you know, your normal instincts would be – in general, yeah. for a ball coming at you, you would instinctively try to catch it if right. you're a normal person, um, yeah. you know. <laughs> Reflexively, yeah. Reflexively, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Which it kind of seemed like that's what the Ike thing was. Yeah, and I do wonder if, you know, Dougie does have a small capability to understand his surroundings. So if, if he and Sonny Jim keep playing, will he eventually understand the catch idea and maybe that'll inch him <laughs> towards waking up, you know, mm -hmm. he could at least like maybe hold his glove out, you know, right. and the ball could be thrown into it and he could not drop yeah. it, you know, right. which is sort of catching it. 
Um, that would be progress. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder if we'll get any more with that. And uh, um, yeah, and uh, so in terms of Dougie waking up, um, my theory is that he's not gonna wake up until I guess it would be. So let me see. It's eighteen parts. Now, part is part eighteen two hours, or is... no? It's just part seventeen and eighteen okay. are airing together. Airing together. Okay, so so I would think that part set uh eighteen seventeen sixteen between fifteen and sixteen is where he wakes up. I would think the last three parts is Cooper proper, and uh, so mm-hmm. which which would mean three more parts of this Dougie guy, mm-hmm. uh, and then Cooper wakes up. That's that's where I'm thinking so far. I would okay. love it to be sooner than that, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I thought that the FBI would be, uh, you know, they do have the coordinates now. We know it's Twin Peaks now. I do. I did think that they, you know, are going to just head to Twin Peaks. Uh, before, I thought they would stop in Las Vegas and see Dougie. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, uh, be aware that Dougie exists and he's the real Cooper. But... Uh, you know, once they found the coordinates, I'm like, oh, maybe they'll just go straight to Twin Peaks. But now that Diane uh, got the text message asking um, um, from from Mr. C, presumably asking about yeah. Las Vegas, I wonder if that will sort of redirect them towards Vegas. Yeah. And they'll spin a bit, you know, so it'll sort of spin their wheels doing some Vegas stuff before they go to Twin Peaks. Right. Um. Yeah, maybe I, they'll be involved with Cooper's awakening, mm-hmm. and maybe Cooper can't wake up until both he and Mister C are in the Black Lodge again, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe he's got to get that pearl back, the the golden orb, little pearl bead thing. Maybe that's important for him waking up. Although Mike should have been trying to give that to him mm-hmm. if that's the case. Um, you know, Mike seemed to have suggested that he has everything he needs to wake up. Right. Uh, but I can also see, you know, it, it, he's got to go back through the, you know, Glastonbury Grove, sycamore trees and um, and and then get to the Black Lodge and then he'll sort of be able to reintegrate or something. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That seems plausible. Mm hmm. I mean, it's more plausible than what I was imagining. What are you imagining? I just like he gets hit on the head and it's Cooper <laughs> again. Oh man, well that's a good theory with this whole playing catch uh scene. Yeah. Like he just he yeah Sonny Jim's like, Okay, I'm gonna do a fast one now. Mm-hmm. And then he like hits him on the head and it bonks and yeah. And then he's all of a sudden Cooper again. Yeah. And he's like, I had the craziest dream. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I, I think you can never underestimate the power of the bonk on the head, um, you yeah. know, in this show. So it's, um, yeah, it's still, I think it's going to be deeper than that. But, you know, you can't, you can't dispel that idea. I I believe it should be deeper than that. But, yeah, just going back to the thing that brought Nadine out, for example, it was mm-hmm. just a bonk on the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. So, uh, yeah, I feel like, um, uh, I feel like it's possible, but yeah, I think what you're saying is more logical, like story wise, Mm -hmm. um, that, that there should be some greater 
plot thing that has to happen um, yeah. that would be related to, and, you know, maybe an explanation for why this even happened. You know, like, yes. why is he so out of it? Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 really not clear. It hasn't been clear since the beginning because, it, it, you know, he was he was like way more with it before he came out. You know, mm -hmm. and so it's just like what happened? You know, yeah, that's a good point that that, you know, we've had all these Dougie scenes and storylines, but it's been predicated on a mystery about exactly what happened. You know, we sort of saw it happen, but we don't necessarily understand the mechanics of it, and then there's this sort of cover story of this sort of generally happening to Dougie proper right. from time to time, uh, and what that even might mean. Is that is that why this is happening? You know, yeah. Um, yeah so it's such a strange. Yeah, rewatching is going to be very strange when you when you sort of know how long the Dougie storyline is. Um, yeah, that might make it better knowing that. Okay, it's going to be 15 episodes. <laughs> yeah, get used to it. Get used to it, you know. It's not just like a two-episode tangent mm -hmm. to, you know, keep Cooper occupied while other stuff can happen. I mean, it is that, but it's a lot more <laughs> yeah. time than that. He's got a whole journey to go through. Mm -hmm. He's got insurance fraud issues. He's got, you know, casino owners trying to kill him slash, you know, befriending him. Uh, he's playing sides against each other, and he has no idea what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a, it's a rich tapestry. <laughs> uh, another thing I wanted to say about the Blue Rose Task Force, which just made me think of that with, with Cooper, is the idea that um, now, you know, they mentioned Philip Jeffries being the leader of that task force. And this, I think, actually gives some more context to when Albert confessed to Gordon that um, Jeffries called him to ask about, the you know, on behalf of Cooper, right. asking about the man in Argentina. Yeah. So the idea that, that, you know, Jeffries was the leader of this Blue Rose task force that they were all a part of might have been you know, another reason why uh, Albert was willing to divulge that information. Right. Just wanted to add that to it since now now that's relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. They, they had more of a connection than just being FBI agents. Mm -hmm. and, and, and is the man in Argentina, like maybe Desmond went to Argentina, you know, um, because... You know, when he disappeared, maybe... I mean, right. that doesn't quite make sense, but just It was idea... Rio, though, not Argentina. Oh, that's right. It was Rio. Yeah. There's, oh, like, multiple right. South American Oh, that's locations. right. I, I was trying to make it the same place. Okay. It so... seems like it would make sense, but no, there's Rio and Buenos Aires, so... Okay, so Buenos yeah. Aires is where where Philip Jeffries was in Fire Walk With Me. Yeah. Uh, and, okay, and, but, and also where the little box was that turned into silver... Correct. Right. Okay. Which is still an outstanding mystery that they still never have come back mystery. to. Yeah. But and then Rio is where Mr. C had the palazzo. Yep. yep. Okay. And the man. Okay. From the yep. FBI. Okay. Exactly. All right. Damn it. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna hope that somehow because we saw Desmond. I'm sorry, Philip Jeffries. You know, teleport to the hotel in Buenos Aires. 
that mm-hmm. maybe the same thing happened to Desmond when he touched the ring. Yeah. He transported to, and so he was the man they were looking for. And then, you know, uh, they killed him because he's part of the Blue Rose Task Force. Mm-hmm. But damn it, <laughs> it doesn't quite work. It seems like they should be the same location. Uh, I don't know why it's two different things. Um, uh, I don't. I don't have a clue what they're doing with the South America stuff. Yeah, I'm completely baffled by it. A hundred percent. I don't know what they were doing in Firewalk with me. No. I, 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 I just don't get it. I like really why don't. Buenos Aires of all places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Portland, like those two connections, right? He was yeah. Portland was where. Uh, what's her name? Nancy. I thought it was Seattle. Was it Seattle? Where Judy's apartment? Judy, sorry, you Judy's mean? apartment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seattle. Okay. I think it was Seattle. Yeah, yeah, and it it was it was supposed to be Josie's sister. Which would make a little more sense for Seattle too, because she would um, go to Seattle. Oh, and I don't think she ever said she. You had mean a sister? But... She would go to Seattle and shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's where she is, Harry. Uh, she, yeah, she's shopping. Yeah, it's just time yeah. for shopping. Oh, I think I called Frank Harry a couple times, and I remember. Uh, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> because of oh, Harry. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice. Yeah, I meant uh, Frank if I said Harry. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, now it makes me think maybe Judy is the woman who said Blue Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely seems possible. Hey, hey. Maybe the girl is Judy. Oh, no. <laughs> you <laughs> broke it, it out there. You broke it again. <laughs> I don't want the girl to be anybody we know. I want her to be I'm somebody just different. I'm trying. I know. I'm trying. I know. She's, she's got to fit in somewhere. So any any place where there's a mystery woman. Oh, jeez. Should have thrown her in. But she, okay, well, she can't be, she, okay, Judy can't be Josie's sister if and the Josie's girl. If that's Josie's sister, yeah, they would have to, They would, I mean, they never, so, like, we know from background stuff that she was originally envisioned as Josie's sister, but mm-hmm. it's not as though they committed to that in any of the, in any of the missing pieces, in any of the scenes they actually filmed. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no indication that that's supposed to be Josie's sister, yeah. except that her name kind of sounds like Josie mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, they would have to say she's not Josie's sister. If that's, then, I don't necessarily think that's Judy, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. it hit me. And, and we don't know what happened to Judy, right? No, we don't have a clue. Cause we're not going to talk about Judy. We're not going to talk about that Judy. <laughs> um, love that accent. Yeah. It's, I'm like, where are you from, man? Like, <laughs> that how you think Americans is? talk all the time yeah it's like uh, sort of southern but not yeah 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 we're not going to talk about judy at all (laughs) why it seems very relevant i know i know we really should Mm -hmm. can we start with judy there's a lot there's a lot there like Mm -hmm. i think in the script um and maybe maybe it was in the missing piece too i know this things are slightly different um Mm -hmm. there's some indication that judy is the thing that led him to the convenience store yes yeah um so you know well you mean also judy was i guess uh, at the hotel in Argentina as well. Yeah, because she left 
something for him, right? Yeah, she left something for him. And then her. that's yeah. supposedly supposed to somehow lead him to the ring. Yeah. Um, which would presumably lead him to right, he talks about the, the convenience store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the, the sort of simple explanation is that both Desmond and Jeffries found the ring and it took them to the convenience store. Right, right. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Sometimes the ring takes you to the convenience store. Sometimes it does <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't. Randomly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Other times, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other times, you just get murdered. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, and and you know, it does have that thing with Ducky, where I mean, this is you know really complicated by by sort of Cooper coming coming back to the real world, but that you know, Ducky going to the Black Lodge, he's got the ring on, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's some sort of homing transportation device. Mm-hmm. So when it's act, it's activated by a man, right? Because the women doesn't happen to the women this way. It doesn't right. seem, but like with a man, like it brings them to the Black Lodge or to the convenience mm-hmm. store or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, women just get to be murdered. <laughs> women just get to be murdered. <laughs> oh, what a mess. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's true. You're right. I can't deny it. And I do feel like the ring is connected. You know, the whole concept was that... Um, uh, Evil Cooper, Mr. C would go back to Black Lodge and Good Cooper would come out, you know, um, and that that uh, that Dougie somehow substituted for Mr. C. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like the ring played a role in that. So that makes me think that, yeah, somehow the whatever it was that was like pulling uh, Dougie in was was you know, maybe drawn to him over uh, Mr. C because of the ring. And it did seem like it was affecting both of them. Um, yeah. And maybe yeah. the ring, like, tipped things in his favor or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or, or it's a way to keep track of Dougie somehow, you know, yeah. some sort of GPS device. <laughs> um. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. And we still never really got an explanation of the the stuff they vomited up, you know. Nope. Uh, it just looked a little bit like corn and some black stuff, and yep. that's about it. The end. Oh, yeah. well, we did get, uh, with Hawk's map, we do get the black horn. That's true. Wow, yeah. I didn't think about that. We do get the black horn. Yeah, that's a good point. Huh. It's really amazing how many details are in this series. It's really, really amazing. It's kind of ridiculous, yeah. And the more the parts start piling up, the easier it is to lose some of them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I forgot they even mentioned the Black Lodge. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's been two mentions. Not that that's a ton, but like, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should remember it more since they've mentioned it less, but somehow that didn't have, you know, that doesn't happen. The exactly. Brain, the brain's like, oh, I don't remember that at all. Because yeah, there's just yeah, too yeah. much going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting and, like, wondering what the explanation is for, for like, someone to mention Annie. Like, what mm-hmm. happened to Annie? Uh, where is she now? If anywhere. Um, well, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, the next scene is Miriam at the hospital. So, um, 
I was thinking like first I you know it, it was a little callback to Annie, just a similar kind of uh, top down shot of somebody in the right. bed, you know. Yeah. Um, so I do wonder, you know, if we're gonna get any more connection. That's the last place we saw Annie. Um, so yeah, I wonder if there's sort of coming back to that. Um, did she? Did she get a job as a nurse in the hospital because you know, or something like? Maybe she works there now, and she's gonna come across Miriam. She's Miriam's nurse. Oh God. Um. I mean, I'm really crackpot theorying it here, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Just just bringing that up since we're back to a hospital, right? right. And also, is Harry in this hospital somewhere? I assume so. Yeah, I, I wonder if we'll see Frank like maybe go into a room, but we won't actually follow him in, right. and he'll be like, yeah, "Yeah, Harry's in there," and right, something like the Cooper Diane scene from the Missing Pieces. Exactly. He's yeah, exactly. Oh man, I could totally see that exact scene happening where he's he's leaving, you know, and he's like, "Okay, Harry, you take care mm-hmm. now." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't have to show him. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, you want to go to the next part here? This little, I guess it's just Miriam in bed. Miriam's in the hospital. Uh, Miriam who? What's her last name? I don't remember. (laughs) Now, I I will say, uh, you know, for what it's worth, which might be nothing, but this is going to sound like the sketchiest thing ever, just for the record. Uh, feel free to be as skeptical as you want. Um, I'm right. somewhat skeptical about it, but someone on Twitter, and you know, if you really want, I can probably find the um, the uh, the specific uh, Twitter name or whatever. But uh, said that they talked to a crew member. And oh that, God! Oh God! And Here the, it comes. And that the Miriam letter was a prop error. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, now there, you know, it's, there was no real details about who this was. There's no clear confirmation. Um, but it's someone who supposedly had access to someone from the crew and they claimed that they said it was prop error. So I'm just throwing it out there. Um, yeah, that it, it might be true that that was just a prop error. Well, and uh, it's a weird coincidence that (laughs) her last name gets brought up. Yeah. Yeah. And Frank does say Sullivan. Um, Yeah. He does. So at least the the characters on the show think that that's her name. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm definitely willing to believe it's a prop error. Um, yeah. Ben's line about not remembering her last name is, doesn't help. Um, yeah. You know, makes me think there's two Miriams in the hospital now, and right. somehow it'll be the wrong one or something. Like, they both wrote letters to the sheriff, and they're both in the hospital at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, what's going on? Is this, is it Miriam's doppelganger? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are they doing? Same first name, different last name, doppelganger. <laughs> That's the doppelganger. Yeah, that makes no sense. But oh. it's just, it's just weird. Like, why are they... Why? 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 Mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I could, but I could totally see another Miriam being at the hospital for just a, you know a minor reason, and it's the just same a coincidence. one who wrote a letter at the same time. 
It's mm-hmm. just like, okay, coincidence. I get it. But well, it's just... in, in this case, it would be that this Miriam, the Miriam who wrote the letter, her letter got there before the other Mir- Miriam Sullivan's letter because Chad only saw one Miriam. So, right. um, <laughs> but I, here's the question though. Like, mm-hmm. why does it matter? Like that, that's the thing I don't understand. Well, it would because... matter if there's some farce or something, you know, some sort of uh, comedy of errors that's going to happen with like oh, the wrong, okay. the wrong person, you know? So, I mean, I can't think of a really great reason right now. I mean, the only sort of, thing they teed up is the idea that ben is going to pay for her hospital bills so right. you know if they go and they say oh i'm you know i'm going to pay for miriam's hospital bills oh which miriam and then they choose the wrong one or something and then like then they say okay well the miriam sullivan who needs operation no one's paying for this and then she i mean would they really let her die if she doesn't get the operation you know but i'm thinking like the worst that could happen is she dies and then you know, if her letter never came or whatever, you know what I mean? So maybe that that would yeah. Im- impact the plot if somehow there's another Miriam who gets all her stuff paid for. By okay. No horn and it's wrong. But, you know, that's that's a pretty big stretch. But that's the only thing I can really think of. OK. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, it would have to be something like that. Like there's a reason why there's two and and these little details here. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just a coincidence that she wrote a letter also. Uh, but I, I do think the prop error makes the most sense. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's just a prop error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's, you know, and it's like Ben's just hearing about her. Like, I could see you not remembering the last name. It's just like, it's an annoying mm-hmm. coincidence if that's really what it is because it's like ah if you're gonna make a deal about the last name now like now it's now it has me thinking maybe there's significance but then i guess like the original thing was you know chad had to stop the letter you know so that um uh so the sheriff wouldn't have this like extra evidence that richard is the one who you know killed her but of course she didn't die and it's clear from this episode that the police know pretty much everything that richard did Mm -hmm. so you know it was totally ineffective uh whatever letter chad got it didn't really hinder the police's knowledge of what happened so um i guess that's why i say why does it matter like in terms of that part of it you know Mm -hmm. so yeah i guess it, it it would have to be like it matters for a different reason yeah, 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 yeah. Which, yeah, if if they're going to make a point of, like, some random Miriam's just like, oh, man, I've got to wrote a letter to the sheriff and, you know, came to the hospital at the same time because, like, now my hospital bills are paid and, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, be weird. It's, yeah, yeah. Too bad for the other Miriam, but hey, you know. <laughs> can't all be the good miriam no you can't uh all right so you ready for the next uh, thing here mm-hmm. all right so we go to uh diane sitting at the hotel bar she gets a text it says las vegas question mark and her response is they haven't asked yet Ooh, in all caps by the way so i'm curious if uh when he gets the message if it'll be in caps or not uh... oh man yeah, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I did notice that, yeah, if they're, uh, 
they're checking their text message continuity. Mm-hmm. So, this, what do you think's going on? This is an interesting development. Um, so, by Las Vegas, mm-hmm. I assume he means Dougie. Well, that's that's the big thing in Vegas. Now, what would Diane know about Dougie? Well, that's the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes back to what does Diane know? Um, if she's conspiring with uh, Mr. C, then it's very possible, I think, that he shared with her uh, the existence of Dougie and... Um, and the fact that, so, uh, just to connect this, um, to a later thing, um, you know, when Albert relays this to Gordon, Gordon says, what do we know that we haven't asked her about? Mm-hmm. And, um, the first thing I thought of when he said that was the ring, Janie E ring. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, good, they, good point. Yeah haven't asked Diane about that and that directly connects Las Vegas and to Dougie obviously um so that had me thinking that um and and I guess the implication of this is kind of weird like it's like Evil Cooper expects them to ask about Las Vegas and maybe even expects them to go there um Mm -hmm. and so uh so then it makes me wonder if he actually planted the ring and he wanted them to find Dougie I don't know why uh, but, but, you know, just in terms of like, what's going on with the ring, um, it, uh, yeah, I, I, like who planted it there? Um, it made me think that maybe, maybe that was actually part of the plan or at least well, a I, plan or something. I think it could be, I don't want to think that he planted the ring in Major Briggs's body so that they would find the ring and go to Vegas and figure out Dougie exists. That seems a little weird. It's, it makes more, cause it, it, you know, it takes away the agency of, of, uh, miss, uh, of major Briggs sort of doing that. Right. To, to help the FBI. True. Um, so I'm thinking maybe it's sort of those two things in parallel, but not necessarily connected that he is asking, Hey, have they found out about Dougie in Vegas yet? You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, on the FBI side, they have the ring, which will lead them to Vegas. But but perhaps Mr. C doesn't know about the ring or Diane knows about the ring. But those two sort of separate things do lead to the same place. That, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So that would be um, my question. Like, how does he think they would find out about? Well, Dougie? he might not know how they would find out about him. And he's just asking if they found out about him. OK, that's what I'm thinking. Like. Hey, have okay. they found out about Vegas? And, and But, you know, the idea that they haven't asked me yet does suggest, as you were saying with what Gordon says, that there's a question that they could ask. So they already know yeah. the question to ask and they just haven't asked it yet. Yeah. Uh, but but it could be, you know, that's a little reading too far into it. And it just it's just that they haven't asked yet because they don't know anything. You know, as far as she knows, they don't know anything yet. So she's basically saying, you know, you know, whether or not they know about Dougie. They haven't asked me yet. Yeah. I, I would find it super strange if she knows about Dougie, though. Like, if he said, hey, I manufactured a version of Cooper, 
and she's just like okay you know like i mean she's she's sort of weird this whole time but like i don't know and and you know we still haven't been able to to sort of reconcile her behavior of, of late with um you know her Im- Im- implication that you know mr c is not the real cooper right um why would she tell what seems like the truth if she's working for the bad guy, why would he want her to do that? If, if, if he, if he told her to do that. And yeah, I think it's and and the, and I wouldn't really see him even telling her more than she needs to know. Um, so the question is, what does she need to know? Uh, but, uh, so I wouldn't necessarily expect him to just lay all the cards out on the table and say, okay, well this, 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 and there's, there's a version of Cooper in Vegas and, and all that stuff. Like, that's a little weird to me, but I like, and, and I feel like, why would she believe it? I feel like she would need some sort of proof in a way. Uh, cause it's so fantastical to invent a human being. Um, so you think so? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just, that, uh... just, just in a small way, in a minor okay. way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. setting the time on your VCR is like a bigger fantastical thing, you know. We can never get that. Is that still a, a reference we can use? Oh my god, so I don't think so. <laughs> Holy shit! All the millennials just stopped the podcast. They're like, "What is a VCR?" <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just thought I pull out an old ass reference for something yeah. ridiculously easy that everyone t- says is hard um yeah so anyway this whole vegas thing what a crazy interesting question here um what else so yeah i i do like your idea though that the ring is something that they know about that they haven't asked her about yet that does tie to vegas um i guess the question is what's the question you know hey is the question just hey diane do you know about this ring Mm-hmm. Uh, or do you know who Dougie is or Janie E is or or yeah. is the question you know more specific like uh, you know do you know Dougie is Cooper in Vegas or something like that you know um, uh, yeah yes Gordon Dougie is a manufactured human being created mm-hmm. by the evil <laughs> Cooper so you wouldn't have to go to Black Lodge Okay, Diane, you're going back home. <laughs> right? You've had too much vodka. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's a bit much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what she would say, but I mean the woodsman scene and I mean this whole idea definitely has me I I am a hundred percent willing to agree that she doesn't necessarily know everything. I don't she think she knows everything, Evil Cooper knows i don't think she knows everything about his plans um i don't think she knows everything about you know whatever all this stuff going on um but i do think it's possible she knows about dougie now it's you know what to what extent does she understand what happened with dougie you know i don't really know but um you know um i mean what what else does she know about Las Vegas? I mean, what did he say? Like that there's stuff, there's something in Las Vegas. There's some person in Las Vegas. Um, you I know think, what I mean? Uh, she knows Brit- something about it. I think Britney Spears has a show in Vegas. <laughs> so maybe he's asking her if she's seen a good show. And then and she's like, they haven't asked me about Britney Spears, show in Vegas. <laughs> so I don't have anything to say yet. Um, but I do have four tickets 
but I, I have enough for all of us, but I'm not bringing that Tammy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I agree. What else? I mean, really, it's the ring and it's Dougie. Those are the two sort of Vegas connections. And obviously, the ring is a sort of just a subset of the Dougie connection. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but maybe there's something she knows. Maybe uh, there's a way where she can sort of know and not know. <laughs> But I mean, you know, if he, uh, he's so, uh, Jesus Christ. The idea I mean, that's what that, I was trying to say, that she knows about Dougie in some sense, but yeah, maybe doesn't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because just the idea that she's like, well, there's another, there's a second Cooper out there, and he's not even the real Cooper, you know, um... Right. Uh, but, you that know... That means there's three Coopers. Yeah, there's three Coopers. Um... I mean, one of the Coopers is gone now. But or maybe, that. or maybe he sort of said it. Maybe he he explained it in a in a sort of um, more obscure way, and and just says, "I have a, I have someone impersonating Cooper in Vegas." Maybe he left mm-hmm. it at that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And didn't 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 sort of go as far as saying, you know, a manufactured you know human being, but just right. an impersonator or a diversion or a decoy or something. Yeah, uh, is in Vegas now. Yeah, I guess. I guess he 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 wants to know what they know, but also maybe where they're going to go next or where they're headed. Um, and she didn't in this scene communicate to him that she's part of the task force now or anything. True. Um, so I wonder if that's going to if they, you know. If she's going to just say, hey, I'm in the inner circle now. On that note, I thought it was interesting that she didn't send him the coordinates either. Um, yep. yep. She just looked them up for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that had me wondering, does she know that he's desperately searching for those coordinates? Did he just not mention it? Is she willingly withholding them? Does she just have no idea? I, like, I, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, and it, you know, one could um, use that as a detail on the side that she's being a double agent here, and she's she's sort of not really on Mister C's side, uh, you mm-hmm. know, in any sort of big way. She's just going along with it for whatever reason. She's coerced, or it's the lesser, you know, the path of least resistance, or something. Um, so you could you could add that to you know that Diane still has some yeah. goodness left in her that she didn't just handle the coordinates but yeah like you said it's not quite clear if she knows that that's what he wants above well I guess it's the second most important thing he wants the first being the the blob with the the wings oh um, yeah 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 well whatever. I assume they were connected well I assume but... they're connected but I just mean like one probably leads to the other or something right. but yeah 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 but he really wants that that thing that's his ultimate thing yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the coordinates are some kind of means to that, and so, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe they're just gonna have us believe that. Well, we'll see. We, you know, there was no uh, Mister C in this episode. We didn't, um, uh, we didn't see any scenes with him. So, um, you know, when we pick back up with him, I'm, I'm curious what he's gonna be doing, because I really don't know. Where do we leave off with him? Uh, he left uh, that farm with Hutch and Chantal. Yeah, so it's been a little bit since it's we've been a seen while. That. Yeah, 
And I guess we don't know where he was headed. I guess he was trying to go find Ray. Yeah, maybe. Could have been. But it's like, if he's going to find Ray for the coordinates, mm-hmm. <laughs> should ask Diane about that first. Um, yeah, and, it, and it's like, if she if she doesn't know that Mr. C wants the coordinates, then why was she so adamant about figuring out the coordinates? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Hmm. It's weird. It's weird. weird. I don't get it. But, you know. <laughs> Someday soon, I'm sure we will finally finally have enough information to understand this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. All right. She also took her bangles oh. off, by the way, in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um... Which I found to be an interesting thing. I don't know why her little bangles were uh, off. Mm-hmm. Started bringing that up. Where are your bangles, Diane? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I bangles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recognize you without your bangles, mm-hmm. Diane. Mm-hmm. You're missing a bangle or two. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, let's go to the next part. Ready for the next scene? Okay, so in the next scene, uh, Ben is sitting in his office, um, and Frank comes there to see him. Frank uh, tells him about Richard running over the boy and then trying to kill Miriam, the witness. Frank wants Ben to pay for uh, Miriam's medical bills, and he agrees. Um, ben says Richard has never been right, um, and that uh, um, uh, Harry had some um, run-ins with Richard, um, I guess getting progressively worse over time. And uh, Richard is... Um, apparently uh on the run now um and uh if ben hears from richard he'll call the sheriff um uh we find out harry is hanging in there um and ben mentions the key the key to agent cooper's room that uh jade uh, mailed Mm -hmm. and showed up a few it was a while ago now um and he uh, he was going to send it to Harry as a memento. So Frank offers to take it to Harry himself. Um, Frank mentions they're opening an old case involving Cooper and notes that the key's arrival is strange. Frank uh, gets up to leave and Ben gives him the key. Frank leaves. Beverly comes in. Ben fills her in. Um, ben mentions that Richard never had a father. Then Uh-oh. he. Mm-hmm. Then he goes on a long monologue about a bike that his father gave him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ben tells Beverly to pay for Miriam What's-Her-Name's expenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of Rosebud, you know, that's another little thing here that reminded me of yep. uh, Citizen Kane. It's like old rich guy remembering his childhood. <laughs> And his bike yeah. that he loved, and uh, the oh, you know, it's like the only time my father ever showed he loved me was when he got me this bike, you know, that right. idea. And 
Um, yeah, so a lot of a couple interesting things here. Um, yeah, so Richard never being right is interesting. Um, you know, so um, later Audrey says that Ch- I think it's Audrey who says that Chuck is certifiable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that sort of connects if Chuck and Richard are the same person. Yeah, Audrey says that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, and the idea. Chuck, he's, my son. My son, <laughs> Richard Chuck uh, Horn. Yeah, it's such a weird. Yeah, you know, such a weird thing. Yeah, it's weird that if 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 he if he is really Chuck, also you know it it, it really makes the whole naming thing weird. Like the whole idea of like we didn't get a real reveal of his character because they told us who he was in the credits yet. We don't find out, you know, he's really a horn until he goes to the grandmother's house, to Sylvia's, you know, but then yet his mother is referring to him by another name. <laughs> so just make that really unnecessarily complex. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, the idea that Harry had run-ins with him is interesting, which just which is just a way, I think, to tie Harry into this a bit. Because yeah. it's so easy to do to just play. Oh yeah, Harry had a bunch of run-ins with them. Mm-hmm. We don't have to ever show it, so like, right? You know, we can just say that. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, the idea that Richard's on the run. Okay, so I, I don't know where he's going, except I guess he'll see Red again or something. Unless, yeah, um, I don't remember what Red wanted him to do now. Um, sell the drugs, right? Yeah, but he's not he's not selling drugs right now. Well, clearly and he, not. And if he if he had drugs to sell, why did he steal money from Sylvia? If he could sell drugs and get money. I mean, well, obviously cause I he think had, he had to go on the run like immediately cuz he killed the kid and Like he did. Yeah, yeah. And and Miriam too, like and he didn't have time to That's right, and Miriam, so he needed money to go on the run. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the idea. So yeah, uh, the red connection. I mean, they have to revisit that at some point. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if Red's gonna like intercept him somewhere as he's on the run. Um, but I, I, I think they, I think they have to go. But it is interesting to me. Like it really threw me that Frank just laid it all out. Like we know everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Everything he says is accurate. We saw it happen, and it's like, oh, after all that. Like they just know what happened, and I did. Miriam tell them. I like. I wonder why exactly they know everything. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, well, uh, yeah. I did mean, Chad get the wrong letter, and they got her letter after all? Like, or I well. Just, so I mean, we saw Miriam crawling out of the woods with the three boys. So they call mm-hmm. the cops and the poli- you know, and the ambulance, yeah. and she goes to the hospital. I assume they talked to her then. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, he did say he told Harry about all this makes me think, Oh, you know, I was thinking like, oh, he talked to Harry on the phone off screen, but maybe he went to the hospital to see Miriam and Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so he, you know, maybe. debriefed her and, and the fact that he knows, you know, that she's in intensive care and doesn't have insurance and needs a surgery, you know, suggests that he, he sort of talked to her or at least the doctors at the hospital so maybe that's when she, you know, maybe she was able to sort of reiterate what happened and, and, and let them know that Richard is the one who tried to kill her. 
Um, I love how inept he is. Um, he reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Avengers movies, the Marvel movies, um, yeah. but the first Avenger movie, uh, Loki, uh, the brother of Thor, uh, mm-hmm. is like is like the bad guy. He's sort of like he's like the sort of bad guy when they need a bad guy, but he's not like the main bad guy of the stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's sort of badder than rest of the people. And um, mm-hmm. one of the characters tells him uh, that Loki is gonna always lose, and Loki is like, you know, why are you saying that? Like, I'm about to kill you. What are you talking about? And he says because you lack conviction. And I always love that line uh, of like this character just like telling another character his, his character flaw and why he'll never sort of beat the heroes. Uh, and Richard reminds me of Loki, like this char- this this guy who's like he's bad because he does bad things, but so he, he sort of lacks conviction. You know, he sort of can't even get the job done. So he does this whole thing trying to kill Miriam, but he doesn't even do it right. You know, right. so I don't know. It reminds me of that whole thing where like. No matter what he does, he, it's just never going to really work out for him. Um, he leaves the gas running at a candle, but he broke the window, I, I guess. And he also didn't, like, well, sufficiently, he like, sure. knock her out. Yeah, I mean, he could have really just killed her, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, let the fire, you know, or set the place on fire. I mean, if he's leaving town anyway, who cares if it looks like an accident or not? Right. Um, you know, the, the thing is to like, you know, get the, you know, the witness dead, you know? Right. So, but anyway, yeah, Richard reminds me of that kind of person who just sort of lacks conviction and is just, uh, yeah, it's interesting if he's just got daddy issues, you know, um, mm-hmm. and what that's going to mean. Um, are we going to see, see a scene with Mr. C? Wow. A lot of C words there. <laughs> See a scene with Mr. C where, where he and Richard are playing catch. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Just I don't know if I can handle there. that. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, so... You're my sunny Jim, Richard. You're my sunny Jim. My sunny Richard. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, maybe that's the end of the show is like Richard and Mr. C are like stuck being a family in some alternate <laughs> reality somewhere. And like, that's his punishment is he has to be his mm-hmm. father to the kid. He never knew. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, this is a fate worse than death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, Richard saying he never had a father, like definitely to me pointed in the direction that, yeah, Mr. C really is the father. You mean Harry saying or Frank saying that? Ben, Ben saying oh, that. Oh, Ben saying that. Ben said it. I, yeah, Flora. I don't know what I said, but <laughs> what, what did I say? You said Richard said it or something. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, Ben. Ben saying that. Um, uh, I mean, it's not, it doesn't have to mean that, but the idea that the father was absent, like, mm-hmm. adds, adds to the idea that Cooper, you know, evil Mr. C, like, you know... <laughs> Yeah, sired. Audrey in a coma. Yeah. And uh, left town. Mm hmm. It uh, really looks likely at this point. And if he actually did rape her while she's in a coma, I do wonder if she if she thinks uh, the father is um, Billy Zane's character. I keep forgetting John his Justice name. Wheeler. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if she thinks that the, since it would have been around the same time. Right. Um, 
And if, yeah, I wonder if, if that's what she thinks. Like, oh, that's, he's the dad, but he's away or something. Or, right, right, right. Yeah, he never he never came back. He, mm-hmm. he promised. He promised he would come back. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, you know, she, she, uh, yeah, she had recently had some relations. And so, uh, that was within a day or so of when that, um, you know, coma scene probably would have happened. So maybe two days or whatever. So, um, uh, there's, it could easily be totally unclear, um, who the father is. I mean, except without, you know, some kind of science paternity Mm -hmm. test or something Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's weird uh yeah but but like what's wrong with you richard you're nothing like nothing like john justice wheeler (laughs) well he wasn't around for me to be like him i guess yeah yeah that's his fault that's his fault exactly and your fault mommy and your fault also mommy (laughs) everybody's fault but richard's (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it did again again in this scene uh as with the audrey scene it felt like the elephant in the room nobody's gonna mention audrey if she's really richard's Mm -hmm. mother Mm -hmm. like why did she not even come up i and that's why you know i was still holding out this hope that uh donna is somehow the mother Oh, because uh, it's that's the biggest twist you could do, do with that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, would call back to the twist of, you know, her even being a horn or, or Ben's daughter. Right. Uh, so I was like, oh, you know, who are they going to say is the mother, you know, and they didn't say anybody. So. Yeah, which it just makes it seem like they're not discussing Audrey for some reason. Mm hmm. Um. And I wonder what that is. Like, does she disown Richard? Is there is there some kind of, I don't know, like, I don't know. Did she, like, tell the police years ago, like, don't ever come to me and ask me about Richard anymore. Or like, she's I, like, Richard, you're dead to me. And if you if anyone ever talks about you, they better call you Chuck, because I don't even want to hear your <laughs> real name anymore. <laughs> you know? Or maybe she wanted to chuck yeah. him out of her life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, that's your punishment. Your name is a pun. Your name is what that's your to you. that's your punishment. <laughs> <laughs> you can't escape the punnery. You can't escape it. Wow, it's ever present. Wow. <laughs> I I feel like that's actually like a really good theory, as ridiculous as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's true, but. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it it somehow makes more sense than any other explanation <laughs> that I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's also just you know, and I don't. We we probably mentioned it before, but just the idea that you know a nickname for Richard is Dick, and he's a dick. <laughs> right, right. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um. Yeah. So then Ben goes on to this story about the Schwinn. Um. Oh, what about the key, though? Also. Oh, is that important? Yeah, just, just throw that in there. <laughs> so you know. the key was cool. That was nice that he he brought that up and um. And yeah, I saw it sitting there right before he brought it up, and I was like, "Oh, good! Finally, we'll get some movement on the key." And so, is is Frank going to? Somehow, I mean, it's too bad they don't have, um, 
I don't know, like a return address or <laughs> some kind of indication of where it came from. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, because that would be, I mean, the fact that he does mention that it's strange that it shows up, you know, at that time. Uh, but I wonder how, if he's going to be able to make anything of it or if he's really just going to hand it over to Harry off screen. Yeah, I I don't know what else in terms of a function the key can serve at this point. Um yeah, I don't I don't know what else, uh, you know, cuz if he gives it to Harry, I think it's done. We're done with the key. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't I don't know what else there is to do with it besides yeah, this is sort of over. It gets everybody thinking about Cooper and sort of tying it back to that time period. Um, I thought Ben would have verified that that was Cooper's key by now, but he just still says, I'm pretty sure that this is the key to his old room. Um, the, I, the fact that he thinks Harry would want it as memento is interesting, Mm -hmm. which suggests he was aware of the, of their friendship, uh, back in the day. So that was kind of interesting. And even, even Frank saying, yeah, he would like that key. So mm-hmm. somehow Frank knows about Cooper's relationship yeah. with his brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I would assume he's talked about Cooper some, but I wonder what he said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, well, how would he characterize? Didn't he, didn't, didn't Harry tell Cooper he's like the best lawman he's ever seen or something he like that? say that. So no. I think yeah. talking to his brother, another lawman, he probably would have had mm-hmm. very, you know, very... Um, you know, nice things to say about Cooper and his uh, ability to, to, to do all this stuff. Right. Um, and you know, he was a bookhouse yeah. boy. So true. I think, I think Fr- uh, Frank would have at least heard about Cooper through the, uh, you know, the bookhouse monthly, um, <laughs> their monthly newsletter, uh, about all things bookhouse, <laughs> all things related to the bookhouse boys. <laughs> You know, current threats, yeah. you know, what right. the Renaults are up to. <laughs> yeah, you know, always something. The, the Renault report. The, the Renault <laughs> report or something. Rapport. Yeah, the Renault report. There it is. Um, <laughs> still up to no good, those Renaults. Um, yeah, so, yeah, anyway, it was cool. To, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else they could do with the key. I think you're right. There's no real way to... To get a sense of where it came from, um, you know, the only way I could think they could, you know, get that information if, if someone at the post office, the mailman or something was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't see a key being mailed all the time, you know, especially all the way from Las Vegas, you know, right, like, right. it's the only thing I could think of that they could yeah. hear that information. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I I just, I feel like as, uh, as much time uh, they've devoted to the key like it's got to come to something i mean i feel like it's got to be going somewhere well that's why i feel like it it could have served this purpose which is just to just like i just said just to tie back to cooper's you know the whole original timeline of the show and to get you know these guys thinking about already there I don't know. I mean, well, do they but, really... but this is a this is a very specific. This is, I mean, yeah, but but it's sort of the same specificity of like the diary and the old case files. 
but this is from like Ben's perspective, right? Like he's now thinking about that time period mm-hmm. because of the key, uh, because he wouldn't, you know, he's not plugged into the the uh, investigation. Right that right. hawk started with the diary and everything yeah so it gets you know so that's why i feel like if if harry does just sorry frank just does just get the key to harry i feel like the key's over with because harry's off screen yeah and i yeah. don't know what harry's gonna do with the key off screen that i agree with important. that which is why i was thinking maybe something else would happen before he gave it to I, I mean the door doesn't use that key anymore so it's not like oh maybe frank will mm-hmm. go into the room and something yeah, will happen yeah. or josie will be in there or something like <laughs> right right you know so i I'm, I'm thinking we're done with the key i think this is a way for it to be sort of done and you know it sort of served its purpose as sort of a connective tissue and a callback to this time period that's that's what I'm thinking so far. Okay. All right. Um yeah, so he talks about this whole bike thing. I guess it's just a fond memory of his dad, like you know, Richard never had a dad, so he never had any good memories or good times, right. and so now that's why he's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um not that Ben was exactly a model citizen, but, you know, I guess he's not as bad as Richard. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> hey, the bike was secondhand, and it was hard to ride, okay? <laughs> I just, yeah, just throwing it out there. It's like, ah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also want to throw out there the color of the bike, you know, this two-tone green thing, you know, green being a big color on the show. Um, just throw that out there. Yeah. Um, and, um, so one of the things that, um, you know, Ben did not relate to Harry, I keep saying Harry and I always mean Frank is, um, (laughs) he's basically Harry. Uh, Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's clear that. I think it's clear that they wrote it as Harry, and mm-hmm. then when they couldn't get the actor, they just rewrote it to be to be Frank. Yeah. So he didn't he didn't say he didn't tell him that Richard attacked Sylvia and um, and what's the, the the son's name? Tommy. Yeah, yeah. He brought it up. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He said he 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 mentioned the robbing of Sylvia. I mean, I didn't say it, but I'm pretty sure he said that. Oh, I thought he didn't mention it. All right, let me see if I can find it. Uh, pretty sure there was a brief line about that. Uh, yeah, this is it. Such a handy thing to have these, these transcripts here. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, uh He did tell somebody before about this, right? I think he told uh, Ashley Judd's character. But I didn't think he told him in this scene. 
Yeah, I thought, I don't know. I have a memory that he said it, but yeah, I can't find it. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he told him. Uh, it was, was it in the last part where he tells Ashley Judd, though? Um, he does tell somebody, or does some, or maybe I'm just thinking when Sylvia tells him. Hmm. Yeah, I'm confused because I swear I remember lines about that. Um, but yeah, maybe I'm pulling it in from another scene or something. Yeah, yeah, I remember thinking that was sort of overlooked in in lieu of uh, just you know Frank sort of saying the bigger thing, which is what what Frank had to say about Richard. Right. Because um, he does say, he says Richard's on the run, but then that's, you know, that's sort of the place where Ben could be like, yeah, he just stole my wife's money and took off. So, you know, that would corroborate that he's on the run. Right. Right. Yeah, and even, you know, Ben asks okay. where he is if he's in jail. And, um... Yeah, it's almost like he didn't remember that that happened. <laughs> that he just attacked Sylvia and then... What's the son's name again? What? Uh, the son, uh, the uh, the guy that was all tied up. Uh, oh, Johnny. Johnny. Sorry, I couldn't... I was always thinking yes. Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Close. Yeah, Johnny. But yeah, no. Yeah, Johnny. All right. Uh, yeah, you're right. All right. So does it? Sorry. What was the point? I, I the point was the, that you know the uh, Frank brings up that Richard did this bad thing by by attacking Miriam and and killing right. the kid, but um, but 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 Ben does not tell uh, Frank that Richard attacked Sylvia and yeah. uh, Johnny. That's true. That's true, and I, I don't know. Somebody mentioned it. I have it in my head. Did I, I did I just dream that? I don't know. Anyway, you're right. Uh, that's strange. Uh, I would think he would mention that. I mean, he does say like, um, you know, he stopped. Uh, you know, we lost contact when I wouldn't give him any more money, and and um, mm -hmm. uh, Sylvia basically says that. You know, uh, when Richard first shows up, you know, so it's sort of like. It it seems like the logical thing would be that yeah yeah it's weird is he like sort of covering for him mm -hmm. or That's covering for himself if he feels responsible yeah like, I wouldn't give him any more money so he attacked my wife or ex wife or whatever yeah 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 which which I guess would mean you know Sylvia didn't report it mm hmm um. Uh, or she reported it to Andy and no one found out. So <laughs> God, so re never reported to Andy <laughs> or Chad, either or one Chad. of them. Just, or Jesse. Yeah, not Jesse either. <laughs> He's not reliable. Reported to Frank, Hawk, or Bobby. Anyone yes. are there's like those are the three good ones, and then there's like three bad ones. <laughs> exactly. If you want something constructive to get done, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, right. All right. Next scene. Okay. So in the next scene, 
Gordon Cole is uh, lounging in his uh, hotel room with a mysterious French woman. That the taxpayers are paying for. (laughs) 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 Just want you to know where your tax dollars are going, people. (laughs) So he's he's telling a story as she's, I don't know, leaning on him. Um, Albert knocks at the door. Uh, The French call that flirting. (laughs) (laughs) uh albert waits for the french woman to leave which takes a very long time Mm -hmm. as she very slowly goes through putting on her shoes and uh, lipstick and adjusting her dress and putting on her jacket and oh man Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is this is like this is almost like it's one of those things like um uh like sketch comedy or something where like mm-hmm. they take this little interaction that's supposed to be really quick and it turns into this like endless odyssey, you know? Yeah. Like it makes me think of something like on Mr. Show, like change for a dollar, mm-hmm. or uh, can I use this chair? You know, this, like such a simple idea that just like they can't get past it and it's just like could you leave us like it's so simple just walk out of the room but no (laughs) no it can't be well and it's like is she a spy like what's you know what is she you know why is it so weird yeah um yeah 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 and why is she so oblivious to common you know uh decorum in this situation right that's just how the french are that's just how the french are she drinks the wine and like Mm -hmm. oh it's it's bull it's like oh god Mm -hmm. (laughs) really like she can't put her lipstick on outside that's just not how it works a whiff of the wine it's like what the fuck why he's like it's Uh, a good one it's yeah um so yeah albert stays silent the whole time um uh finally uh finally she leaves um uh gordon makes a makes a pun about a turnip Mm -hmm. um and uh albert is also silent about that um (laughs) It's not. He's just not having any of this. Um, finally, he shares Diane's message with Gordon. So, <laughs> at last, we get to the <laughs> the point of this scene. Seemingly later the um, next day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he shares Diane's message. Uh, the uh, Las Vegas. Uh, they haven't asked yet. Gordon says, "What do we know that we haven't asked her about?" Um, and, uh, you know, they, there's no answer to that. Uh, so Gordon wants to get back to his wine now. (laughs) And also sometimes he worries about Albert. Mm -hmm. All right. What a scene. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, so the first thing that stood out to me is this line. Uh, she's here visiting a friend of her mother whose daughter has gone missing Mm-hmm. It really reminded me of Firewalk with Me, with um, you know Gordon telling, uh, d- giving giving uh, Desmond the case and saying, you know, the the father's brother's mother's cousin's niece's kid, right. that whole thing. Uh, yeah. I thought it was going to be something like that, where where he was going to say, "Who's missing, Albert?" <laughs> mm-hmm. um, right. And then he makes this pun, this turnip thing. 
Uh, which, which I sort of, I think I thought about that pun as soon as he said that. I'm like, oh, is she going to turn up? And then he just has a pun here. And I was like, wow, that's great. Um, yeah, so I guess the big thing here really, uh, well, there's a couple big things. But I really, you know, Albert's reaction to Gordon's behavior is, you know, we talked about that earlier, is so strange. And it reminds me, it reminded me of when, um, again, another strange moment for Albert and Gordon, when, uh, when, when Gordon asked Albert to, I guess he, I guess it was when he asked him to go to Diane's house after, you know, he tells her to go to the bar Mm -hmm. and, you know, she says, fuck off or whatever. And then, and then, so he comes and tells Albert, Hey, I'm sorry. Albert comes and tells Cooper, Hey, you know, there was a, (laughs) but sorry <laughs> no thank you albert tells gordon um that uh, you know she said fuck off or whatever and then gordon's like hey can you go to her house and then he just like he's like say please and then mm-hmm. gordon sort of it was a, it gets really tense and gordon pretends not to hear but he did hear him so yeah this reminded me of that where where we're sort of you know gordon where Gordon is sort of being his Gordon self and then Albert is not having any of it. Uh, and he just sort of waits to call his bluff almost, you know, and he just, so in this scene, he's just sort of staring at him and he's just like, I'm going to wait till you're done being Mm -hmm. weird. You know, I'm going to wait till you turn it off, whatever you're doing. And then Gordon, and it's sort of being a a bit more self-aware of why Albert is behaving that way. Gordon, deflex it and just is like i worry about you albert right uh where i feel like it's really the other way around where like albert is worrying about gordon yeah which so so all that is to say you know is gordon's like womanizing stuff is this worse than it normally is is that what's going on you know and and, and albert is picking up on that 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 he's he's sort of distracted i mean the fact that Albert gives Gordon this new information um, and then and then, you know, about the Las Vegas text. And then Gordon is like, oh, we'll figure it out. By the way, I want to get, get back, back to, the to the- Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what the fuck? It's, it's, it's weird that they're in the middle of this big, crazy case. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is how he's spending his time and wants to continue even. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's not the typical, like, obsessive mm-hmm. agent kind of behavior it's, it's like, kind of like we'll solve this mystery in between glasses of wine with french women you know yeah yeah and it really begs the question considering like you know the vision he had of laura like last night or whenever that was right. supposed to be you know that's an insane yeah. thing he hasn't communicated that to anybody but right. i i feel like gordon is the kind of character who would find great significance in that yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, he's yeah. he's sort of preoccupied. And, you know, there was, you know, it's one thing when the woman's flirting with him and he's like really enamored with her. But like when she's like finally ready to go and she's getting up and like, you know, pulling her, her dress down, they make it clear how he's checking her out. Yeah. You know, and, and and he's just like, it's like he's under a spell almost. And it reminds me of like the crackpot idea about Mr. C sort of putting putting women under his dark spell Mm-hmm. you know and uh and they can't like resist and it's like gordon has a thing like that too or like you know at least with this french woman like he can't sort of snap out of it long enough you know like she's like an incubus or something or succubus mm-hmm. or whatever you know 
or a harpy or a siren or whatever sort of mm-hmm. mythological creature that that's a woman that traps men you know right um so anyway that that was a big thing that stood out to me in this is just you know albert because they don't have to do that you know they could still you know deal with this idea of gordon and his sort of younger women interest and all that stuff and 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 say whatever they want to say about that but they don't have to make albert weirded out about it you know they don't have to make him seemingly uh disgusted with that or annoyed with that or you know so that's like an extra level that they're doing yeah which seems to make it seem more important right right yeah i agree i agree there's there's a lot of focus on that and Mm -hmm. um i think it's interesting the idea that they're actually going to do something with it i um I so far I had just been thinking of it as characterization, um, and it, it is weird. I also again don't know what the audience is supposed to think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, are we supposed to be like Albert, um, or are we supposed to say, "Oh, Albert, you know, you're so mm-hmm. you're so uptight, like get yeah. over it," you know? Like I, I'm not really sure. Yeah, because Gordon's not married. You know, as far as we know, it's not like he's right. cheating on anybody. So there's nothing sort of overtly wrong. Yeah. 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 So I don't I was know. Just I glad mean, it wasn't Tammy. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's what's interesting is it? It's it's been sort of more subtly directed at Tammy. It hasn't been this overt, but it's almost like. It, it's a little bit like you know it's almost like he couldn't do it to tammy so he so he's doing mm-hmm. it to this woman or something yeah um but there's this idea that gordon is is sort of i'm sorry albert is fed up with sort of gordon's gordonness mm-hmm. you know so when he's like you know making the turn up pun and when he's talking about how many languages are on earth like albert's just like what are you doing like i'm not gonna mm-hmm. engage you with this nonsense <laughs> which is which is really right. interesting considering this is his boss you know and yeah um and is it like you know is 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 uh gordon not taking this case seriously enough is that the idea here right you know at this point or yeah um yeah i mean it strange. seems that way to me mm-hmm. yeah and then he, what does he say he says um oh yeah again back with gordon and his gordonness you know, he says, I really want to get back to this fine Bordeaux. And then Albert says, what kind is it? And then, you know, Gordon pretends or seems to act like he heard what time, what is, time it? is it. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, Albert's just like staring at him. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And and it's like, this is the thing people know about Gordon is that he's hard of hearing and, right. and he mistakes you know phrases for other phrases all the time so so the fact that albert is like in this case like not having any of it seems really significant yeah 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 are we supposed to think he like intentionally pretends sometimes not to hear things i mean we talked about that before in 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 like not to say he doesn't actually have you know, sure yeah loss but but that it's almost like a bit he's doing like, yeah like like he he sort of play is playing it up in a way 
where yeah. he knows he said what kind and he goes ah i'll just i you know i have the benefit of the doubt here i could just pretend that he's that i thought he said what 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 time right um i i would find that really strange i don't know what they get out of that if if he's just gonna like at the end of the show albert's gonna be like aha i've caught you you know you <laughs> you've been playing up your heart of hearing this or or maybe like your hearing returned normal in some time period and you don't need these this device and you use it mm -hmm. you know what you know i mean what would they really say about that in any you know substantive substantive way i don't i can't really see what that is yeah um i agree but yeah but does you know but it is weird that albert's just like not having any of it yeah and is he just tired is this albert like you know like what is it is it him you know, because yeah. yeah. that's what Gordon said. I worry about you, you know. He did say that, yeah. 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 Yeah, maybe it's Albert who has the problem. <laughs> I have noticed that I feel like Albert is pretty different from how he was in the original series. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they've added some elements to Gordon, but... This whole, I mean, his general demeanor and this whole, like, yeah, like, hearing the wrong thing or whatever, like, they, they've kept that consistent and just kind of added to it. But Albert had this, like, intense manic energy mm -hmm. um, in the original series. He was, like, fast-talking and, like, oh, these, these yokels, they don't know anything. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, it really seems like he doesn't have that at all anymore. He's much more, like... I don't know, quiet and yeah. calm and like maybe he's somewhat sarcastic, but he seems he's like yeah. way dialed back. He seems more downtrodden than depressed. Yeah. You know, he seems like something happened that kind of took that vigor out of him. Cause remember, I think in, in a, in a sort of crescendo in a way for him was, was when he sort of reconciled with Harry and he's like, you oh, know, yeah. I love all men, including you. Right. And I'm a pacifist. And, you know, yeah. and, you know, his character kind of went in a slightly different direction. So it's like, yeah, he, he comes off as an asshole, but he really I loves everybody. And... Gandhi and King. My concerns are global. <laughs> yeah, well, it's great. It's one of the, yeah, it's one of the great speeches on the show. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty great. So yeah. yeah, that it seems like that guy has kind of died. Um, yeah, and does it have to do with Cooper? Does it have to do with you know anything from the Twin Peaks stuff? You know, um, yeah, I I do wonder if there's a thing there, and and it did seem like he was sick after, or he felt weird or something after being around Cooper, um, the evil one, Mister C. Uh, mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, I wonder if, I wonder if there is, like, supposed to be something wrong with Albert. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and Gordon's, like, <laughs> issues are making that less clear. Yeah, and, you know, his reticence and when he's just kind of staring at Gordon is, you know, reminiscent of, of Dougie's, you know, mm -hmm. just sort of staring at people. So is it, is it, is it that it comes off as disapproval but it's really he's spaced out or something mm -hmm. like i don't really want to go that far but it's you know worth bringing up i guess right um yeah it's and and just these long pauses and these long drawn out scenes is so oh, weird yeah. and um 
Uh, and yeah, I don't know why Gordon's eye isn't on the ball. Like, why is there no urgency to the story and figuring this all out? I mean, he just had a vortex experience. I know. That's not enough. I'm not sure if he even knows where the coordinates lead to because, you know, when Albert was going to tell him, uh, he, he got cut off. He got kind of cut off. He didn't exactly say Twin Peaks in that yeah. scene. So I don't know if Gordon even knows where they lead to yet or maybe he told him off screen. Uh, but it seems like it seems like if Gordon hears Twin Peaks, he should want to go there immediately. I would that's think what so. I would. Yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah. Uh, which is maybe why he hasn't heard that yet. <laughs> right. Because they don't want him to go immediately. Right. Uh, but yeah, so they, there's still some outstanding questions here, of course. Yeah, I think there, uh, yeah, may, maybe there's a Las Vegas detour or they, they have to, I mean, they brought up the Las Vegas thing, so they, they, uh, they have to get into that in some way. They have to find out about it. I mean, it's interesting because there's like multiple ways at this point that they can find out about it. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've got the news report They've got the uh, the prints that the police took. In oh, Las good Vegas, point. That's still going on. Yeah, but they were sending off to justice. So it's like there's like all these things where I thought like surely, mm-hmm. <laughs> surely they'll find out about this soon. That seems like pretty pretty cl- classic Lynch writing. Is like there's like a million ways for them to find out about Las Vegas, and they won't find any of them, and they'll completely skip it. <laughs> And the, I mean, the thing, the, the the only reason they even know anything at this point is that they intercept the, mm-hmm. the you know, the message to Diane. So it's like, that's a third, like, Las yeah. Vegas thing. And maybe that's know. the idea is, is now that they're thinking about Las Vegas, they can go and do some research and, and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, Gordon will tell Tammy to go see if the Bureau has any anything new or crazy out of, out of Las Vegas. Maybe they'll get the news mm-hmm. footage or maybe they'll get the hits on the prints. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, maybe that that's the kind of thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The, it'll make them look in the right place. So they don't mm-hmm. just have to like randomly find out about it or mm-hmm. someone has to like specifically contact them. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Anything else with this part? Um, I mean, I guess, do you think we're going to see this French woman again? I I don't. I mean, especially if they leave Buckhorn, Mm -hmm. which I assume they will, like, pretty soon. I feel like most of the Buckhorn stuff is over. Uh, You know, Hastings is dead. They went to the site. Um, I feel like there's not really much left to do there. So, uh, yeah, I'm not not expecting to see her again. (laughs) Who knows? Because mm-hmm. I could totally see her being like paid by Mr. C to like, you know, uh, infiltrate, the, you know, oh, Gordon, Gordon, you know, you know what I mean? Like I can totally yeah, like see that. Mole. Yep. Yep. <laughs> The only thing better than one mole is two moles. It's like, yeah, because I was wondering, um, you know, as extensive as these plans are and so on. And and this goes for Diane, too. Like, how suspicious he is that the FBI are intercepting these messages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, that, that maybe 
uh, yeah, maybe he knows they're doing that, but like, yeah, there's like a second mole and they're not expecting that. It's just or... so weird that, that she's visiting a friend of her mother whose daughter has gone missing. So there's another, there's another missing woman, you know? Right. Right. Uh, and, and, and why would, you know, it's not, oh, she's in the hospital or, oh, she had a baby or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that she's missing. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's her mother's friend's daughter. Who's missing? Right. Um, right. Which is strange. It is strange. But yeah, I'm I'm very tempted to chalk that up, uh, and really the whole French woman thing to like you know that 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 case they were going over, um, you know, with the, the various pictures of the women and like random stuff that mm, they talked mm-hmm. about in that early scene. You know, that they haven't gone back to. And I, I also feel, after this episode, relatively comfortable throwing the uh, Warden Murphy story involving Mr. Strawberry and mm. McCluskey and the dog. Wow. Like, I feel like that's color, but not necessarily something that is a detail that matters for the story. We still don't know what that piece of flesh or whatever it was in the trunk oh yeah 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 under the cooler or whatever that was we still don't know about the stuff that the guy who was the maintenance guy or whatever at ruth's apartment or talking on the phone or whatever that was all about and there's just so many 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 details it's really it's really amazing yeah 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 it's crazy it's definitely the um, uh, the most detail-oriented uh, TV show I think I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah, and we watched Lost. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, like not to say pound. that isn't a detailed show, but this is just uh, this is just out of control. I mean, in, a, in such a compressed way. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's mm-hmm. really just one season. You know, and I mean, the original series was not like this. No, not at all. All All right, you want to go to the next scene? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so in the next scene, um, we have uh, Hutch and Chantal waiting outside. Uh, What we find out is uh, Warden Murphy's house. Um, They don't... um, they don't have time to torture him because Chantal is hungry and wants to go to Wendy's. <laughs> uh, that's, that's really what happened. Um, Hutch shoots Warden Murphy a couple times. Uh, his son comes out and I guess sees it and is uh, upset. And then uh, Hutch and Chantal head for Wendy's. Woo! Get that yeah. 99 cent value menu, man. Get the spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> Get up on them nuggets and, and toast it off with the Frosty. Ooh! Yeah, watch out! All for under five ninety nine. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? <laughs> if you miss this deal, you will be. Man, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Good old Wendy's. Um, again, this you know, add a check to the like consumer review category here. Uh, yeah, you know, just just this little tro- a little uh, theme here with the <laughs> consumer reviews and like. Uh, yeah, it, it it sort of reminds me of the previous scene with um with uh, Audrey's uh, husband. What's his name? Uh, Charlie. Charlie. Um, with him being so tired, like he can't do something because he's tired, right. and the only thing was right. missing. But he was like, 
I'm so tired. I need a new Peter Postopedic bed, you know, like, <laughs> uh, whatever right. that is, you know, I need, you know, good thing they're having a sale down at Mattress Giant, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Mattress Giant, where you can get low discount, you know, to uh, mattresses for high quality. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so weird. But uh, anyway, this scene is pretty much what I uh, guessed it was going to be. Uh, yeah. Which is they're just gonna uh, you know get him when he's uh, when he's at home. Yeah, yeah. The simpler plan. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm curious why we're seeing this. Um, uh, It's not clear to me why this really matters. I mean, I don't. I feel like Hutch and Chantal are not gonna be major characters. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but. so in terms of character development, it's like they kill a guy, they don't care much, they go to Wendy's, it's fine. But you know, plot-wise, I mean, they could just say they did it. I don't know. Like, I, I this is a weird scene for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it just seems like, it, like it's just the obvious thing happens, and there's no surprises really, except Wendy's, I guess. Wendy's is always a surprise. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. Um, it's just kind of functional, like fulfilling something that they set up earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I see the main point being um, that we could just get what is probably going to be an inevitable next scene where the FBI finds out that the warden is dead. Oh, I feel like, yeah. I feel okay. like that's the real only point to to even killing the warden is, is is sort of for someone to find out he's dead. Yeah. Well, no. So I mean, I guess I was saying, why have the scene like and just not? Yeah. They yeah. could still have them get that's the call. I'm, yeah. And they could say we took care I'm of the a, warden for you. And yeah. I'm like agreeing with you. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. Agree- sorry. I'm agreeing with you saying that that call <laughs> is the main point of this whole okay. plot. <laughs> and right. that, and that, like, yeah. Let like, me interrupt before you agreed with me, because <laughs> that can't happen. That can't happen. No, I'm I'm agreeing that that the sort of what really matters is is what happens after this scene, uh, right. which is someone finding out that the warden reaction. is dead. Yeah, the reaction. Yeah. So why even show this? I, I mean, you know, you got Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. I guess you put them in a scene. Put them on screen. Uh, yeah. That's one thing I could think of. But yeah, I agree with you in general that um, this is the kind of scene that in other little plot lines they have skipped over. Um, yeah. And they just tell us what happened. Um, right. But I guess, uh, you know, I don't know if there's anything, you know, there there is some horror here with the son witnessing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of that going Um that you wouldn't necessarily get if they had just said, oh, we killed the warden. That's true. But yeah, anyway, that's, uh, yeah, all right. Well, there we go. So I guess we can move on. There's really not that mm-hmm. much here. It's kind of just the thing happening. Um, okay, so uh, you ready for the next thing? I am. Okay, so uh, the next bit here, I, I won't really summarize it, but we get another uh, Dr. Amp video podcast. Um and we see Nadine still watching, still from the same place. I guess Jerry's not watching this time because he uh, escaped the woods. <laughs> oh, no, but, he's uh... going to miss the episode he already saw. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. I mean, it had a different ending 
but uh, yeah, the beginning part was the same from uh, part five. Oh wait, what's uh, different? The the ending part's different. Like if you watch the whole thing, like he he does up to the point where. Well, no, I don't remember exactly where it is. Like, he has this whole intro bit, and that's totally repeated. But um, the later part of what he says um, is uh, is not the same as what he said in episode five. I mean, it's certainly along similar lines, but uh, but it's not literally, like, verbatim the same thing like the first mm-hmm. part is. You know, about the, the ramp of justice and the lamp of freedom and, like, that whole speech is... Mm-hmm is the repeated part. But what he says after that is um, seemingly new. I see. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know what to say about this. It's a, uh, it's a transition. Uh, you know, we've already seen this idea presented. So where are you going with this one? I don't really know what to do with this. One. Yeah, it's, I find this whole thing very strange. Uh, you know, first of all, I find his ideology very strange um, because he's railing against like empty consumerism by selling empty consumerism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, hypocritical. Yeah, and, and it it sort of seems tongue in cheek, you know, but also seems like he really wants people to buy these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he, it, it's such a strange idea to set up this sort of sociopolitical economic problem and then say the way to get out of it is this shovel that's painted right. gold, two layers guaranteed. Two cups, yeah. I, you know, and it's just like, and then you buy that and then what do you do when you get it? You know, like. Right. You know, he shovels himself out of the mud, you know, like in the sort of d- demo. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, yeah, I don't know what he what what he actually wants people to do with this thing. Is it are do they understand that it's it's just sort of like uh, um, like uh, what is it like? Um, like a like a, a souvenir from his show or or sort of a. You know, instead of buying a T-shirt that says Dr. Amp, you can buy an official Dr. Amp shovel. Mm-hmm. You know, is it just that do they understand that? Or are people thinking like, yeah, you know what? Fuck the system. I'm going to get a shovel and then I'll be free. Like, I don't really right. get it. And so and then I have to, you know, then you want to think about, you know, sort of what are the analogies or metaphors going on here? You know, there is that whole thing about sort of uh, uh, there is this sort of right wing talk radio connection yeah. to uh Alex to Jones. um well yeah specifically though to um to buying gold to like gold being a, a way or a sense of security oh, yeah. uh especially in times of crisis so there's like a connection there sure. between those two things um yeah. and then of course dr amp electricity we know electricity is is big on the sh- with the supernatural part of the show um you know so that's kind of interesting but yeah i I don't know why it's here and you know sort of on the show and i don't know why it's here at this place in this part right um you know and the fact that like nadine is selling his shovel in her shop is that what it's supposed to be not just kind of displayed there i assume you can buy it there i mean maybe maybe you i mean it'd be weird if you see it in the store, but you have to order it. You have to mail in your order. Uh, but you know, that's not, 
the craziest thing ever, I guess. Um, but yeah, I assume you could get them at the store also. <laughs> I guess I thought she was just like, that was hers. And she was just showing it out front because she was proud of her Dr. Amp shovel because she's such a big fan. I guess I didn't mm. necessarily think she was selling it. I thought they were in partnership. I thought she's like, hey, I have a storefront. Like he's only selling by mail. I know. It's uh, a mess. And so I thought and, like, oh, but if you're in town, you can actually buy them at Nadine's shop. Right. Well, it'd be but, nice if he said that. That would kind of uh, clarify things a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I, it could be true. It could be true. It's just not what I assumed. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess she could just have her shovel. And if you know what that is, you understand. And if you don't, you don't understand mm-hmm. why she has a Dr. Amp shovel. Um, but the fact, but anyway, I get, yeah, I guess that, you know, if you, if it's not that they're in some sort of business relationship, then uh, my, my point I was going to make, which, which was going to be like, why is she feverishly watching his show? Like if she sort of knows him personally or, or right. like she has access to all this, it's just a little bit strange, but I guess that might not be exactly the case. So, um, yeah, all right. I don't know, have much else to say. About yeah, what this. what else can you say? All right, so let's uh let's move on then to mm-hmm. the um the uh <laughs> weirdest scene in this uh part for some reason. Uh so in, you know, in the middle of this Dr. Amprant and you know, you're kind of settling in. I mean, that is one thing it does. It kind of puts you in a comfort zone because it's something you've seen before and you kind of just feel like, okay, I know what this is. There's, you know, nothing new or exciting happening on screen. And suddenly, Audrey Horn's there. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said earlier, they just cut to her in a very quick and, you know, direct way. Like, there's no lead up. There's no entrance. There's no whatever. They cut to a a pan. Like, they're in the middle of a pan when they cut to her. But I I almost think, like, they probably had a a longer pan, you know, where she was off screen. And then they pan towards Mm -hmm. her. And they just cut the first part out Mm -hmm. for some reason. Uh, So they did try to do a camera move. But it's, it's more of a pan, you know, with her in it, starting with her in it and ending on the husband. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so she's standing in a room, uh, and, uh, I'm going to try to summarize what happens. They have a very long conversation. I think the scene's like 10 minutes or something. We talked about that earlier. Um, and it goes through like various stages, but, um, I'll do my best to summarize. So at the beginning here, they're waiting for the phone to ring her and, uh, Charlie, uh, who I guess, uh, we find out is her husband. Um, Audrey wants to check the roadhouse. Uh, but Charlie has a deadline. We don't quite know what they're talking about yet, but we find out that they uh, supposedly both want to find Billy, mm-hmm. this character named Billy that we talked about earlier, the farmer, we believe that's who that is. Um, but Charlie has this deadline. Audrey's not really uh, hearing that. Billy's been missing for two days. Um, and uh, let's see, Audrey's, uh, Audrey's in love with and having sex with Billy. And uh, also, Billy was bleeding from his nose and mouth in her dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see, Tina was the last person to see Billy. Um, and Charlie never called Tina like he was supposed to. Um, Audrey wants Charlie to sign the papers, but Charlie thinks there's something fishy about them. Um uh 
Audrey wants to run them by Paul. I forgot there's a Paul, too. Yeah. Audrey wants to run them by Paul, and maybe Paul should give Charlie a visit. Oh, my God. Uh, and Charlie says, you would go back on our contract? Um, uh, Charlie finally agrees to go with Audrey. That's like a tangent there. I don't know what's going on there with the contract. Um, Charlie finally agrees to go with Audrey to the Roadhouse. Uh, uh, but before that, he decides to call Tina to see if she knows anything. Um, Audrey thinks Chuck is certifiable. Mentioned that earlier. Chuck apparently told Audrey that Tina was the last one to see Billy. Uh, yeah, well, and there's that line with, about Tina. If her husband's there, she won't be able to talk. But who's her husband? Right, right. Is it is it Chuck? Is it Chuck? I, I assumed I assumed her husband was Chuck. I don't know that for sure. Well, it, it can't be Chuck if it's Richard. If Chuck is Richard, uh, the, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's Good also point. some Good other point. names in there. Yeah. Right, Richard's not married, so yeah, then it creates that problem. Um, so let's see, uh, right. Uh, so Chuck told Audrey that Tina was the last one to see Billy. Um, <laughs> Chuck told, apparently Chuck stole Billy's truck last week. Um, Audrey didn't know this. Billy called the sheriff. They found the truck, called Billy, and Billy got his truck back and dropped the charges. Um, that's what they, that's what it said about it. Um, yeah, so that can't be Chuck. Chuck can't be Richard because if he's dropping charges against Chuck, then they, then that's. He could drop the charges out of fear. But I feel like th that gives more information about what's going on to, uh, the, the, the cops. Right, like if he's dropping charges against him, true. I I don't know. It just that seems like a detail that wouldn't be the case if if Richard is Chuck. You would think like Frank would mention. Uh, yeah, it's just it's weird. It's like if they know about this truck being stolen, if they know Chuck is Richard, like is it some alias that people don't know? Is he living a double life? Like mm -hmm. I, it doesn't. It doesn't really add up for me. But uh, so so then uh, Charlie calls Tina and asks uh, Tina about Billy. Tina seemingly tells him something, and he's surprised by that. Uh, gets off the phone, but he will not tell Audrey what he learned. <laughs> so, that's the end of the scene. Yeah. Um, this was a weird scene. Um, yeah, it's all over the place. It's almost like a Coen Brothers scene um, where people are sort of talking around things and having yeah. weird mysteries in the conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know where to start. I mean, I guess um, I don't know why they know so many people. Um, uh, they know so many people. <laughs> so like it, now that <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Now that I kind of look at this, uh, there's really two parts to this. There's the Billy mystery. Like where's Billy and, and what happened to him? Like, you know, w what happened with the truck and how does that connect with Richard and so on there, you know, that basic story. And then there's this thing about the contract. Um, it seems like that's a separate thing. I assume there's some sort of prenuptial agreement. Yeah, okay. Um, it, it seems like that's the context uh, where it comes up. Yeah. And I assume she wants a divorce. 
He wants to yeah. run the papers by his lawyer. And then she's right. like, well, maybe I should run them by Paul. Now, yeah. who's Paul? Now, Paul's not Billy. Um, right. Paul's not the guy she's seeing. Right. Uh, so Paul is her lawyer, I guess. That's what it sounds like. And then, but... but then he's like, but then he's like, then he transitions into, you know, Paul can come give you a visit, and he's like, yeah. don't. Yeah. And then he's he's offended that, um, like his rights might be sort of trampled on somehow by Paul's visit or Paul's uh, interference with this. Right. And then and then he thinks that's reneging on a contract. Right. Which means that she agreed not to have a lawyer come visit him. Right, right. <laughs> or a lawyer involved um, in a divorce or in a dispute. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, it's very strange. I, I'm very curious about what type of contract they have. And maybe that's why... Um, Audrey is cheating on him because like... They are not together by love, but maybe some right. other reason. Uh, That's kind of what I thought was implied by the contract thing. That there's, yeah, that there was, they did some kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, some kind of mutually beneficial arrangement or something. And, yeah. Um, uh, but I don't, I don't get it. Why? You know, it's like, it doesn't add up for me because, I mean, just based on the series, you know, Audrey is... Um, you know, heading towards like taking a bigger role in the the business, um, the horn industries thing. Um, I mean, by like inheritance and stuff. I mean, she should be fine. You know, uh, so I, you know, what happened that she would like enter in a contract with this guy, Charlie? Like, you know, I don't, uh, I don't really understand. Well, you're you're forgetting to include uh, one key event that may have happened. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, <laughs> which might have derailed her future plans? The hospital incident. Yeah, the hospital incident and the the subsequent birth of Richard. So I think right. that really sort right. of most likely derailed the sort of rising star of Audrey Horn. Yeah, um, okay. and sort of put her on this path. I, I, I was just thinking of like what business deal would would could she be involved in? I'm thinking maybe this, maybe Charlie owns Ghostwoods, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she's trying to get it back, and they made right. some sort of deal, some sort of marriage, and she can have some of it or something. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Uh, you know, maybe she's trying to help her dad out. Finally, getting Ghostwood. Back in the family name. <laughs> right, right. Um, so maybe maybe it has something to do with that old that old thing. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And it could also tie into whatever supernatural stuff that might be towards the end game, you know, if right. uh, if it does come back to Ghostwood and and the Sycamore uh, Glassberry mm-hmm. Grove stuff. So maybe, you know, if she you know, if she owns that, yada yada, I don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, something 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 interesting Um, right right yeah i mean the thing that's like really weird i mean besides just the weirdness of this scene i mean this feels like something that like in a a screenwriting class they would say like never do this Mm -hmm. um like never write a scene like this yep 
Uh, and uh, so that's disconcerting. But, you know, since we've been watching the show pretty closely for the podcast, you know, we at least have some idea who they're talking about as far as Billy goes. Um, and, you know, the truck thing, like it kind of it kind of fits with things we know. But the thing I couldn't get over the whole scene is that she never mentions Richard seemingly mm -hmm. unless, again, she's calling him by some other name. And uh, and yet Richard was seemingly heavily involved in and possibly he's the one responsible for Billy's disappearance. And is it going to turn out that that's a weird coincidence? I think. Or did he think, know that his mother and Billy were having an affair and used the truck out of spite or something? I mean. I think Chuck stole Billy's truck and then Richard took the truck from Chuck. Richard took it from truck. Okay. Sorry, that just sounds like Dr. Seuss. Um, but then why is Billy missing? Well, because I think after Richard hit the kid, um, mm -hmm. I think Richard, you know, parked the car, cleaned it up, you know, cleaned the mm -hmm. evidence off of it, the blood on the front. And then I think, uh, did they say Chuck brought the truck back? <laughs> I Sam. think they said the police found the truck. Okay, so, uh, so I'm yeah, they brought that makes it back. sense. That makes sense. That's that's better for my theory. So yeah, Richard hey, just just like left the truck somewhere, maybe yeah. tried to hide it, and then the police find it. They bring it back, and then Richard no, and then Richard goes into like you know um, uh, covering his tracks mode. So he right. you know goes to, to get some money to leave town. Then he goes to take care of Miriam, uh, and then I think he also went to go take care of Billy because. You know, now but how does he know about Billy? I guess. Well, he know he question. might know he might know whose truck it is. He might know Chuck and Billy. He just happens to know. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and he Chuck, knows. Does Chuck know Billy? Chuck I guess should Chuck know Billy. Billy. Yeah, Billy didn't press charges against Truck, so right. He okay, Billy. but he stole his truck anyway. I, it, it's like maybe. He, he, okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Either, either, either Billy thinks Richard's name is Chuck, or Billy was right. mistaken and and Richard stole the truck, but it, but he looked like Chuck, or Billy was just mistaken that right. it was Chuck, right? Or it's what I'm saying, which is Chuck did steal the truck. Yeah, <laughs> Sam, I am. I know. And, I know. and um. Uh, and then Richard took the truck from Chuck. <laughs> Green <Right>. eggs and ham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I feel like it's, yeah, it's got to be one of those two things. Um, I named three at, things. At, <laughs> uh, wait, sorry, what was the third one? So I, either, I got, either, I got yeah, you tell Richard me is what Chuck you or Richard's not Chuck. And he took it from Chuck. What's or 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 Billy's mistaken that he thinks it was Chuck, but it was actually Richard. Oh, he's just wrong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah got it. Got it. Yeah. 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 That that could be true. Um, so yeah, just I'm just wondering how much Richard knew and how much of this is just like a bizarre coincidence. Mm hmm. You know. Um. Because, like, it's, I could imagine it being a thing where if he knew about it, I could imagine, like, I'll take Billy's truck, fuck if him, he, or whatever. If he knew about what? Uh, Audrey's affair. With Billy. Yeah. Well, I don't see those Far two away. things needing to be related at all. 
So what are you suggesting? It's, just, it's a really weird coincidence to me if it's just a coincidence. That he stole a truck of somebody his mother's having an affair with? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's why I, it's I like I want to believe it's not a coincidence, but I you know I I don't know enough to know how it would not be a coincidence based on the information they tell us. Mm-hmm. You know, and it it seems as though Audrey has no idea Richard's involved in this. Yeah, uh, you know, unless Chuck is what she calls Richard. I don't know. Uh, that's gonna be weird. Uh, he's certifiable. Like that just feels a little. I don't know. That feels a little mild for Richard somehow, even though he is crazy. Yeah. Um, it seems a bit uh, dismissive or something. And, and, and I just, I would think it would come up. I don't know. It's, it's just bizarre. To well, me. and then, and then I guess another reason why people might think this is a dream is Audrey talks about her dream. Right. Uh, where she sees Billy bleeding from the nose and mouth. And sometimes, yeah. in dreams, sometimes hearken to truth. So I heard. They hearken to truth. Hearken to truth. Um, yeah. Well, it just, it corroborates too many things. I mean, I guess it could be, like, some bizarre Mulholland Drive-esque thing where, um, where, like, there's stuff that corresponds to things that happened, but, like, the names are different or something. She'll wake up and, like, it was really, ri- I mean, I guess they could do that. Um, but it just, yeah, I feel oh, like... Oh, no, context, they can't do that. Context-wise... They can't do uh, that. I, I don't see that happening. You're saying she would wake up from this scene, and she was like, every time I said Chuck, I really meant Richard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous, but, you know, just, like, that is kind of the game that happens in Mulholland Drive. Like, there's all these characters, <laughs> and their na- their names get shuffled around. You know, mm-hmm. like you find out that like Betty isn't Betty. It's, Di- you know, she's Diane, who was the waitress in the, you know, in her dream. And, you know, uh, uh, Betty was some other character. And you know what I mean? Like every there's all this like, mm-hmm. like n- character name shuffling going on. I don't, I really don't think that's it. I just think like you're saying, like the presentation of it does not suggest whatsoever that this is a dream. Mm hmm. Um, and so, and, and it corroborates like certain events that we know happened in the real world. So, uh, it's just, it leaves a lot of unanswered questions, obviously. Um, but yeah, I I don't really think it's a dream. So I guess Tina is Billy's wife or significant other. Maybe, maybe that's why she was the last person to see him. But I Uh, thought, didn't, weren't they worried about her husband being there? I mean, she was supposed to be the oh, last Tina's, one to see him. Tina's the one that has the husband. Yeah, I think I think Tina's the one with the husband. So I don't think Billy's the husband. Hmm. Okay. Okay. It'd be it would be really nice if there was a Tina that we met before, like in one of those scenes with random characters, would somehow tie this together. But, yeah. Uh, I, I this is the first Tina ever introduced, I believe. So yeah, um, I Tina, I I I thought Tina was supposed to be involved with Chuck, but maybe they don't specifically say that. So there's like Tina's husband, but also Chuck. It's just that Chuck told Audrey that Tina was the last one to see Billy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he he's the one that heard that. You know, which you know is a little weird. Uh, if Chuck is Richard, like that's a little weird. If he's the one who actually like killed Billy or something. 
Yeah. Richard, but Richard isn't Paul or Chuck. Okay. Um, the husband. Uh, okay, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, I was trying to see if there's anything else could piece out of this scene. Um, yeah, why was Tina the last person to see Billy? You know, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did she see Billy? I guess Chuck said that. Now, yeah, that that actually is a good... Can we trust Chuck? And also, the last time we saw Billy, he was with Andy. Well, I was going to say... I was going to say, if Chuck is Richard, then it would make sense if Chuck lied and said, oh, no, Tina was the last person to see him, even though I just killed him or something. Yeah. It seems like it might help to know what Tina told Charlie. Well, and that's what I was going to say. It actually might line up with what Tina told Charlie, which could be... um, that she wasn't the last person to see him. Like she right. hasn't seen him in three days or something. Right, right. And then and then that would also be a reason why Charlie might not want to tell Audrey. Yeah. Since it's sort of worse news. Since uh they have no leads now. Right. Uh so that's an idea. I don't know. Yeah. But but that necessitates that Chuck is is Richard. Richard strange richard yeah and richard charlie, charles horn well i, I was mean, gonna I say i was gonna say this guy's name charlie right so that's kind of weird do they do they think that yeah maybe he's maybe he's like i was gonna say charles richard horn mm-hmm. but uh i was trying to make him a junior somehow um but uh uh like if this guy is the dad or thinks he's the dad you know, then they call the kid, you um, know, you know, Charlie Jr. or Chuck. Yeah, um, that's interesting. And uh, so that could be a thing. That's why they call him Chuck. Yeah. But, you know, the line Chuck is certifiable doesn't sound like something she'd say to her about her son. Yeah. But yeah. he is, though. Well, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, you're right, this is a scene that, if you read this in film school, they would, they would tell you to rewrite it. Yeah, it just seems like it's breaking all sorts of, like, this is, Mm -hmm. uh, introducing all these things, like, the audience has no idea who they're talking about, Mm -hmm. multiple names are coming up, like, not just one. (laughs) It's one thing if it's one, and it's a mystery. I mean, really, it's one thing if they just talked about Billy, because even the Billy yeah. thing is pretty Billy's subtle. a mystery, Chuck's a mystery, Paul's a mystery, Tina's a mystery, Tina's yeah. husband's a mystery. Yeah. And then on top of that, they get on the phone and have a one-sided conversation. Yeah. So you don't know what, and then he's not sharing. Yeah, which is just like, really? So yeah, uh, maybe what she said will somehow connect to Richard, and maybe that's the thing they're just delaying for some reason. Mm-hmm. I feel like Audrey's got to have some kind of scene or some kind of reckoning with Richard and the whole situation that happened, you know, in the past. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think they've got to address that in some way. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like they're going out of their way to, like, dance around it, but not actually address it head on initially yeah. here. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, very strange. Um, so I don't know. Anything else about this? Nope. 
mess. Uh, okay, so we go on to the next scene. We have Diane back at the hotel bar. Uh, Diane remembers the coordinates, and she puts them into her phone. We talked about this earlier, and we find out that they point to Twin Peaks. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not exactly a surprise now, uh, for us. But, are the coordinates you know. just the town of Twin Peaks? Or are they some spot outside of Twin Peaks? Like within yeah, the area? Yeah, I think they were fudging that in that it was just a place close to... Like Twin Peaks was the closest to... And it sort of like mm-hmm. gave the, 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 the... For the audience, it gave the best indication of like... What it what it is? It's like some place by Twin Peaks, but yeah, it reminds me of when when Harry looked up um, Jack Rabbit Palace or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was it didn't make it clear how far from Twin Peaks it was, right? Um, and I'm assuming this is that place. Yeah, well, let's which I think I still think is reasonably close to Twin. I mean, yeah. you know, in a on a you know national scale or whatever, mm-hmm. within an hour or so, I would say. I mean, Major had to sure. drive there to work every day. Sure. Yeah, that would uh, that would make sense if it's uh, just outside. Yeah, uh, I did think the town of Twin Peaks was closer to the coast. Um, oh because no, I, I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say because I thought that's where. Um, one night Jax was. No, um, I think they I think they cross like a river or something to get there. Okay. Okay. I don't know what river that's supposed to be exactly. But uh yeah, you're right. They do take boats to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean I knew they crossed the river, but I just thought I just thought it was more on the coast than than where this this actually is for some reason. I thought it was always supposed to be Eastern, but now, yeah, now I'm confused. Maybe you're right. Maybe they changed it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, she's got the coordinates. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we kind of You know what's weird story. about that, though? You know how, I mean, is this supposed to be Jack Rabbit's Palace? Because why would the Major need coordinates to a place he knows wh- that where it is? And then why would his head pop off when he gets these coordinates? Uh, that's a good point. Maybe it is a different place. I I think it's, but it's just we. It just seems it like should be process Glass and, elimination. It, it should, should be, be Glastonbury Grove. I think if anything, Evil Cooper should know where that is. I mean, well, that's where he, he from but, originally. But he might not know where the coordinates. He might know that the coordinates lead to where he's trying to go, but he might not know where the coordinates are, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, okay, so say he's trying to find an experiment or something, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I know that if I go to the coordinates, there's a portal that'll lead me to experiment. He might not know that that's Glastonbury Grove. Right. He might not know they're one and the same. Yeah. Um, you know, which would, which would kind of fit this whole weird thing about the coordinates and the secretary and, 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 you know, sort of having information at certain times. It doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, I feel like it shouldn't be Jack. I don't know what they're going to get at Jack rabbit's palace. Uh, I'm, I thought, I thought that would be, um, 
I guess I thought that was more. Uh, let's see. Let me think. Buckhorn, the, the the sort of place at Buckhorn where the Sky Portal was, is where he went to hibernate. And then when they brought him the coordinates, when Hastings and Ruth brought him the coordinates there, his head popped off. Yeah. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why the Major would need coordinates to Jackrabbit's palace. Barely would be convinced. But maybe it's just like the evil Cooper thing that he he knew it needed to be where the... He knew where Jackrabbit's palace is, but he didn't know... He knew that these coordinates pointed to a place, but he didn't know... Until he got the coordinates, that of course he left that message. Yeah, it's hmm. a it's a it's a bit harder of a hill to climb <laughs> for him because yeah. it's a place he worked at. It's a you know right. why go there in the first place? Um, yeah, it's yeah, that's it's harder for him to I think have sort of suspension of disbelief for that idea. Yeah, so maybe the Jackrabbit's Palace thing is something that's going to happen sooner rather than later, and there's actually a different place that these coordinates are leading to that, you know, maybe we'll be closer to the end, some mm-hmm. kind of confrontation there. Um, it's just a bit odd uh, writing it that way, but uh, it does seem possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I also don't know why the major wants to go to the place where experiment's going to come out. <laughs> I don't think he does. I don't really think like Mr. C wants experiment. Um, but yeah, I, well, the major ends up is in the non-existent place that Cooper went and he got there through the black lodge. So it could be that the major wanted to go to the black lodge and, you know, sort of whatever he did to get there from the portal area. Um, you know, took his head off and then like mm-hmm. sent, sent it to non-existent space or something right. or, 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 well, that was the other thing is I guess he didn't he, did he say Cooper? Is he, that said what Blue Rose. he said blue. Oh, sorry. No, 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 sorry. I mean, I mean before his head flew off. Oh yeah. Yeah. He said Cooper. He You're said right. Cooper. And then his head sort of goes to where Cooper is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe he thought Cooper was still in the black lodge and he would go there uh, but I, I still can't think of why he needs the coordinates because I don't understand what what was the triggering mechanism that allowed his head to go where it went. Um, right. Is it just right. was it the what is was it something with the portal place? Like did the portal do that to them? You know, it sort of just mm-hmm. took a head and took a body, or well, it took both of their heads, but sort of. I, I guess it left. I guess maybe it took both heads and left both bodies, but. You know, and then Mr. C or somebody. Oh, so Ruth's head is out there somewhere? No, no, no. Ruth's head was back there. Oh, that's right. right. Ruth's yeah, head Ruth's head was, was there. in the apartment. Ruth's originally. head was in the apartment. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Ruth is totally accounted for at this point. It's the major's head that is the. So, yeah. so, but it still sort of severed both heads. It did, yeah, seemingly. Unless, if unless the same it, thing like, happened to both. Unless it didn't sever her head, and like Mister C is like, well, I've got a body, and I, well, he shouldn't even be there. Yeah, I know it's weird if he's there. It makes kind of makes no sense if he's there, and yet I agree. I want him to be there. He was clearly there, very close to the time 
I mean, you know, the next day uh, he's there to kill Phyllis and, you know, the, the woodsmen were asking him, what's your wife's name? And of course, they it also was implied they were having an affair. So who knows? I He was around, but it is weird if he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also like, he should have been there. Why wasn't he there? <laughs> well, maybe he was there. I, I'm thinking maybe the if they were at the convenience store or something or outside the convenience store that we saw in the, in the 50s era... Like, maybe it's weird, and maybe it's chaotic, and, and you can sort of be in the same room with people, but there's so many people there, and time is flowing strangely that, like, you can't sort of do things sort of straightforwardly. Maybe it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's very it's very weird. I'm still upset with these coordinates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very confusing at this point. I, uh... Okay, so, so, the, so, the, so the sheriff... And the, the, the cops have directions to Jack Rabbit's palace. Yeah. And it says, hey, come there these two days. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's a bit of a symbol with the, the sort of uh, weird thing that Mr. C wants. Yeah. Um, and then there's coordinates that Hastings and Ruth were told to get by the major when they visited him at the portal place. Yeah. Um, and uh, okay, and then and then he tells them to go to the military base and get the coordinates. They get the coordinates. They come back. They give him the coordinates. He says Cooper. His head flies off. Um, and Ruth is. Ruth's head comes off, but Somehow. stays there. Both parts stay on Earth. Yeah. Um, because she didn't say Cooper. <laughs> so Maybe her, that was head, the problem. her head didn't go anywhere. Right. Uh, now, why didn't Hastings' head have anything to happen to it, I guess, is, is a question. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Okay, so now there's coordinates on Ruth's arm that Mr. C wants. But he he seemingly doesn't know... I mean, Ruth's dead at this point. Is it... Is it <laughs> In the beginning of the show, when when Mr. C sends Ray to go... Oh, he it's the secretary, sorry. Different okay. person. So Ruth yeah. is dead. That goes back to the contrivance discussion. Because, because he can't say go get it from Ruth because he yeah. might not know she has it or right. he doesn't know where her body is. But he should know where right. the body is if he's the one who planted it in her apartment. Indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but he doesn't, you know... Well, I guess, yeah, he's got the head but not necessarily the body. So... Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. But then, how did that happen? I mean, it's. <laughs> I'm thinking it's like my original idea that when when the major said Cooper, his head left, Ruth's Ruth's head left, but like both pieces <laughs> went back to Earth. Like I, I I'm almost can imagine uh, a scene where. Where it's like a flashback and like the portal opens and like her head flies out, but not her body. And like Mr. C's there. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like I guess just the it's like it's like the major's body and Ruth's head are there, and he takes those and leaves. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, Ruth's body comes out. But it was too late. He was already gone. But he was already gone. Yeah. Okay. Something I mean, like that. That's uh, that's possible. Hard to argue with that. Um. So we don't know what what's at Jack Rabbit's palace, but the major's related to both things. He's the coordinates, definitely, and and you know the fact that he was hibernating is an interesting detail. Like he was gathering strength, or like trying to avoid people, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, who could he be avoiding? And maybe that's the thing too. Maybe maybe there was nobody there in wherever. So I'm assuming like, you know, there's the portal place, right? Which and there's like these these like houses there or these buildings there. And then there's actually the portal that leads to the wallpapered stairs, right? So yeah. I don't really know it, where the major was if he was I I'm assuming he was in the portal place, like through the portal. Yeah, because that's, that's what, what I was assuming. guess what Hastings said. So he was hibernating yeah. there in inside that place, and so maybe the woodsmen weren't there when the yeah. major was there the first time. Yeah, and then when um when Hastings goes and gets the the coordinates, they start following him. Yeah, and then they follow Hastings through to the portal place. Yeah, and then that's why there's so many men there. He says, um, right. maybe that's the thing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. Then hilarity ensues, I guess. Um, <laughs> I still can't. So you can uh, guess where it goes from there. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out, okay, the, but then why does the major want the coordinates? He wouldn't want coordinates to a place he already knows. So he knows Twin Peaks. He shouldn't need coordinates to Twin Peaks. Unless it's unless it's like a weird thing that he knows that like if he has the numerical value of a geolocation, he can just go there. Mm-hmm. Like, is that could that be a thing? Maybe. I mean, it's hard to know what the yeah what the limits are. Maybe that's and you where can he just was like teleport head flying over to. I don't know. That actually, oh man, I wish his head didn't come off. Because <laughs> I was going to say, maybe he teleported to Twin Peaks and then left that message, you know, in the chair. Oh, right. And then disappeared. But uh, no, he, they, uh, Betty said when he gave, uh, he gave the message, uh, it was, um, it was right after he met with, uh, Mr. C, uh, right after he came out of the Black Lodge. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when he gave her that thing. Uh, so, so it was definitely before, uh, these, these, events. what if, what before if, he went into hibernation, you know, he went into hibernation, presumably when he supposedly died in that fire at the station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did he even know about the portal place to go hibernate into? I mean, yeah, well, it's a good question. So, but I was going to say maybe, you know, in the recent past, you know, last few weeks or whatever, his head, you know, he's in the portal place. He gets the coordinates. He says, Cooper, his head flies off. Maybe his head goes back in time. 
and he tells the major of the past like what to do. Okay, I I I would not say that's <laughs> I, impossible. I love that that picture. Just you're like, oh, okay, now you're talking head time travel. All right, it's not. It's really not impossible. I mean. You know, uh, Annie appearing in Laura's bed is not that far from what you're saying. I mean, it's a little crazier because it's his own head, but yeah, Cooper has you know the dream the idea of like, yeah, Cooper's dream of the future. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they've they've definitely portrayed that happening, so I think that's not out of the yeah, question. Like, because so... the question is like, how would he know that stuff, and that that would provide some kind of explanation that would be consistent with other things they show. So that's why, as ridiculous as it is, it seems reasonable. Yeah, so I think, yeah, maybe his head <laughs> talks to him back in the past and tells him, like, what to do. Oh, I wish we could see that scene. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if it's, like, a, a sort of a, a time paradox where, like, he only sort of can tell himself what to do because he's already done it, but he hasn't done right. it the first time because he hadn't told right. himself what to do yet. Right. <laughs> um... Somehow that could work. Um, And so we don't ever get the original sort of timeline. We just get this like closed loop version of events where this happened. Um, Maybe, maybe something weird like that. Um, But yeah, I could see his head just kind of appearing to him and Garland, you have a mission. (laughs) (laughs) Um, or, or you know, maybe there's something specific with Blue Rose, like, um, in terms of, like, you know, um, well, he was around Project Blue Book. Uh, the FBI is more Blue Rose. Right. But maybe he knows about Blue Rose. I'm just thinking maybe there's some protocols or something, mm-hmm. you know, so all he needs to hear is his head say Blue Rose and he knows sort of what the protocols are. You know, right. go into hibernate, you know, leave this message, go into hibernation, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, hmm. Yeah, wow. Such such weirdness. Um, okay, and, so, and then I guess that hasn't solved the real problem of what's at Jack's, Jack Rabbit Palace. Right, right. That's, uh, that's a big question. I assume that we'll find out that soon. I mean, uh, the day's coming up. You know, I guess we might have like a couple of parts where we're mostly dealing with Dougie slash uh, Mr. C and mm-hmm. kind of getting getting those things in order. And maybe it will be closer to the end. But uh, I think last time they checked in with the time, it was like it was going to be tomorrow. Um, yeah. So and there's two it, days, so and I there's wonder, two days, <laughs> so that maybe they'll go there one day, and then like the second day, something else will happen. Yeah, maybe the cops go there the one day, and then the FBI gets there by the second yeah. day or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have no. I mean, I, I am expecting experiment to come into play in some way. I, it's not clear that uh, Evil Cooper just wants experiment or wants to release experiment or something. I mean, that's. That's maybe the more obvious thing uh, that it could be, but I do think I do think that we'll see experiment again, and it will play some role in all this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, aside from that, uh, I don't really know what to expect at the place. Yeah, I experiment is so weird to me. I I, I can't I can't factor it into the plot at all. I just can't. Uh, I need I need more. The only thing I could think is. If, if he knows somehow that experiment can create things uh, and he wants something created, um, mm-hmm. 
Um, but you know, a character like this generally wants power, right? Um, or you know, to not die, uh, or to sort of you know take over evil or something, take over the planet or right. Um, you know, but he hasn't made his motivations clear. He's the best Straight he up. has said is this is what I'm looking for, which is just yeah. that symbol. The symbol. But he yeah. hasn't said why or what it's going to lead to. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And maybe, or maybe there's some sort of, um, you know, if they can manufacture a human being, maybe something else can be manufactured and he wants that, you know, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Experiment seems like it's, I feel like he shouldn't even know about experiment. It seems like, uh, you know, it reminds me of like Lord of the Rings where like, you know, in the mythology, there's all of these higher beings above like Gandalf and Sauron that you don't ever hear about in, in right. the context of the, the fellowship and, and all that stuff with Frodo. Um, and that's kind of how I feel with experiment. Like it should be so far beyond these other beings that like, you don't even know it's around, but we'll see. Um, I guess, the other idea for Jack's Rabbit, Jack Rabbit's Palace is it could be the entrance to the White Lodge. Um, right. Like Glastonbury Grove is the entrance to the Black Lodge sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, and we know he's been to the White Lodge. Um, so maybe right. that's uh, that's kind of a thing. And yeah. I, I feel like if anything, that's, that's the coordinates he would want is to get to the White Lodge. Yeah. Um, if it's anything we've seen before, um, you know, yeah, or maybe... Yeah, so maybe if that's where the giant is, then um, maybe Evil Cooper wants to release Experiment into the White Lodge to, like, take it over or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just... Again, I don't... I think I said this before. Like, I don't want Experiment to just be, like, a tool of this like hint you know this like villain guy you know what i mean like i'm gonna you know it, it turns it again we were just talking about the aliens movies uh, so it turns into that like i'm just right. gonna take this biological destructive force uh you know or supernatural biological destructive force and unleash it on my on my enemies right. um I, I don't know you know i just want the white lodge and black lodge to be more to have more permanence than that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we, you know, like when my, when, when Dougie sort of reverted to his base components, <laughs> if you will, uh, the beat and the, and the weird face, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Mike did shield his eyes as yeah. if that was something to not be exposed to, you right. know? So there is a sense of vulnerability with these beings, you know, uh, Men from another place wanted his Garmonbosia back, you know, from right. Bob. You know, so there's a sense there's a sense of need and there's a sense, you know, that maybe uh they could be vanquished or they could, you know, be put in various states uh of discomfort or annihilation. Um so maybe there is a sense of threat, you know, that they that they can be exposed to, you know. Um yeah. but it is a very um it's a very sci-fi idea to, to that, you know, that whole thing of like, uh, or like the matrix or something, or, um, yeah. you know, like I'm going to hack, 
all the computers in the world and you know and infect everything or right. uh, that that sort of thing. I want it to be better than that, and maybe yeah. you know there's other you know other details that'll make that more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just my best guess. I don't necessarily think that's what's yeah. happening. It's just like I don't. I feel like I don't necessarily know enough to have a really solid guess at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so like based on what I know, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got, but yeah, I agree. I, w- I would also like it to be something more than that. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so maybe Jack Rabbit's palace is, is the entrance to the White Lodge, but then that would mean that they go there and then they go to the White Lodge. I mean, maybe we get a, we get a sort of, um, mirror sort of scene, you know, so, you know, we had um, Cooper going into the Black Lodge with um, with right. Harry and uh, Andy waiting outside. So yeah. maybe like Bobby goes into or or Frank goes into the White Lodge while mm-hmm. Hawk and, and Bobby wait or Bobby goes in, mm-hmm. you know, since it's sort of his dad's area. Um, right. And maybe he gets a message. Maybe it's, he just gets a message from his dad or something. Maybe the, the, the head mm-hmm. shows up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that seems possible. You know, and and can maybe give a, give some sense about maybe what the what Mister C wants or what's really going on. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I I just can't imagine they go to the White Lodge proper. You know, and it just seems like it'd be such a weird place, and right. it would they would be out of place there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe there's just like another message waiting for them in there. Uh, maybe there's some more, maybe it's a similar place like the owl cave, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe there's just like some, some clues, you know, around. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know why there's two days of clues? I don't know. Um, but right. <laughs> or like the light shines in a certain way mm-hmm. on these two days and you can see the clue from the light shining and reflecting and then if it's outside of those two days you can't see it. I don't know. Right. Something like that. Um all right, well. Um I just was looking at this Diane scene and her bangles are back on. Mm-hmm. I'm just confused. I thought Bangle she, watch. Like she had them off. Yeah. <laughs> Bangle watch 2017. Uh, yeah, she had them off in the previous scene. Mm-hmm. I'm really confused. Yeah, and she gets a she gets another drink, even though he's closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then she like she puts her bangles on. Find that interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, she's bangling. All right, you ready for the next part? Yeah. Uh, so uh, we go to uh, the Roadhouse. The Chromatics are playing there, and we have uh, Abby and Natalie sitting at a table there. Abby asks, "Where's Angela?" <laughs> Natalie has no idea. She was supposed to show up last night too. She might be with Clark, but Abby saw Clark and Mary together at the Roadhouse two nights ago. Natalie hates Mary, and Angela also hates Mary. Uh, Angela is off her meds now, mm-hmm. and Angela lost her mom. That's why she's on edge. Then Trick shows up and says he almost got killed, run off the road on the way there, uh, and a farmer pulled him out. Uh, Trick uh, goes to get beers. Abby asks if Trick is under house arrest, and Natalie says it's behind him now. <laughs> wow. Which one's taller? 
<laughs> I feel like it's one of those old elementary school like math word right, problems. Right, right. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, Susie, yeah. Susie's two inches taller than Billy, and Billy's five mm-hmm. inches taller than Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Following wow. up to Audrey's scene with this, this mm-hmm. is just like, oh god, what is it with the roadhouse in this booth with yeah. like the most random, random ass people. characters like sit at this booth? And I feel like yeah. they just they don't exist outside of this booth here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if any of this matters. I mean, the one with the uh, the the armpit rash, like I thought maybe that would tie in, you mm-hmm. know, with something. But this stuff, like the only thing here that I was really able to get something potentially was like the whoever like was running trick off the road, like maybe mm-hmm. that's something significant. This seems like Richard. That's seems who like, I would guess also. Yeah, but it also seems like Farmer could have been Billy. Right, <laughs> pulling him out, and, see, um, and that would be weird if it's like yeah. Billy's alive and and like he saved someone. Yeah, I don't know. It's strange. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. I agree. It's it's very disconnected from everything. It's random characters we don't know talking about this. I mean, at least in the Charlie Audrey scene, at least Audrey's in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's like her first scene back. So yeah, yeah. So it's like we at least have some connection. But like here, we don't know any of these people, and they're also talking about off-screen people we don't know. So it's like I I don't I feel know what like to the do show is is gonna be running out of names pretty soon. Like they're gonna just use yeah. up all the names that there are available. Uh, in they're the world. trying. <laughs> they're getting really close. I yeah. Um, I the other line I found interesting was that uh, I guess is it who is it? <laughs> is it Angela's mom that she lost? Angela yeah. lost her mom. Angela lost her mom. Yeah. Um. It, well, okay, so the first thing is that Angela's missing, right? which, which connects to Billy slash Farmer being missing. Seemingly, Which yeah. connects to um, uh, somebody else is missing. Oh, the French woman who's in town because her mother's sister's, her mother's friend's right. daughter is missing. Right, right. But, that's, but it's weird. It's very close to being Angela, but Angela's, I guess Angela is missing, but then she didn't necessarily lose her mom. Right. Uh, or I should say the French woman's mother's right. friend's daughter didn't necessarily lose her mom. Anyway. That is, oh, you're right. That is in Buckhorn. Oh, that doesn't help. Damn it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I was trying to tie these together. It's, but, a good, it's a good try. But, you know, there is this thing about missing people. Uh, True. Which is interesting. Um, yeah, is Angela tied to Richard? And yeah, I was wondering about that. It, Angela is Angela Tina. That doesn't really make sense, but it, <laughs> it's, it's it's gonna be too much. If, well, like, and and Clark is also Richard. <laughs> yeah, Clark is Clark Chuck and or Richard, and yeah, my name is Richard Charles Clark Horn. <laughs> Yeah, something's up there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's a good catch. You know, Angela's missing. I don't know if Angela matters. Mm-hmm. As much as, like, it seems like the Billy thing is at least somewhat, at least on a plot level. Uh, but there's just no context for this. Like, who this could be, 
why this would connect to anything we know about. I mean, yeah, maybe it is connected to Richard, you know, but uh, yeah. There's also a thing where it's almost always women in the in this booth talking. True. True. Um yeah, it's I don't I don't know why we're getting I mean, is there any way where this is going to really get re- like all of these booth scenes are going to get like resolved? It seems like randomness to me, but again, like because of my Bing skepticism, you know, I'm um chastened to hastily conclude that something is just like, you know, kind of a filler scene um for 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 a like transition point ending or something um i so but i i feel like the number of names here is just kind of outrageous for six six parts to clear up um so i i feel like this can't all matter but maybe some of it will mhm mhm yeah um yeah i mean I tricks getting run off the road could matter plot wise. I mean, just be a detail about that. Maybe... Might just be a reference to something they go back to later. Yeah, like we uh, see the other side of that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if Richard ends up killing Billy, and Audrey finds out, that's gonna be bad. Yeah, which is why I want to like understand if that's just some bizarre coincidence or not. Because yeah, it's it's weird. Maybe Richard didn't kill billy maybe he kidnapped billy could be and and then but he like they go somewhere off and then they have maybe maybe richard's like you know because maybe he maybe does know there he's having an affair with his mother and maybe Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to kill him because of that or something right uh and then he this threatens him somewhere out in the woods and then lets him go and then he yeah. speeds off and almost runs Trick off the road. And then Farmer Billy is there to help him, you know. That could work. Yeah. Could um, be. That's something, but... It's um, something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why there's all of these scenes with these people who we don't know just talking. Yeah. And it's always this booth. This is like the talk booth. Yeah. Like strangers talking booth. Yep. Um, okay, well. There it is. There it is. That's our episode. That's our part. Part 11. Or 12, sorry. Part 12, yeah. Part 12. It's over now. Yeah, so I assume the next part, like you said, will be back to Mr. C and Dougie. Um, yeah. Anything we haven't spent a lot of time with for a while um, seems likely they'll go back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. What else is up for? Yeah, I guess the. I hope to see the sheriffs, Sheriff uh, Truman, and the other officers go to Jack Rabbit's palace. And yeah. then we can see what's up there. Yeah. Uh, and then I assume Gordon and and the whole Blue Rose Task Force um, are two, you know, the new Blue Rose Task Force, I should right. say. is the new Fed Trout, the new Blue Rose Task Force. I think mm-hmm. there needs to be a new Bookhouse Boys, but they haven't said yeah. that yet. True. Um, but uh, I, I do think, like, that should be the end of the show when Cooper comes back and... 
and uh, yeah, they 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 add uh, it's like a big problem, and you know he needs the Bookhouse Boys, and they bring in Bobby too, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> maybe that's Jesse's new car. Maybe they'll need a new fancy car. Oh god! And, and Jesse just bought one. He's got a brand new car, and he'll <laughs> they'll have to let him be a Bookhouse Boy just so they can use his car. That's yeah. <laughs> that's funny, and yeah, why not? Um. Uh, yeah, I can see the bookhouse boys needing to assemble for the the last fight. Um, yeah. One last bookhouse adventure. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that'll do it. That's it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next time with part thirteen. All right. See you next time. <laughs>